0: Want Is this on? Ha. Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that Triple H. Yeah, you let the music keep playing. Mr. <laughs> yo, tell me who the time it is now. Yeah, just kicking it up here. Sometime, yo, you cause trouble. Just in case you've forgotten.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. The Bad Boys of Wrestling Radio, The Trey Dog. We will never use the words shit, fuck, god, fuck, Jesus, fuck, fuck, or any other racial or sexual slurs. And JJ Sexay. I did not, I repeat, I did not sleep with that young intern. As a matter of fact, I was up. A- Oh, nay! Wrestling News Live. For the fans, by the fans.
0: That's right, the franchise is back.
1: Wrestling News Live.
0: Demanding more respect from you starting now.
1: Here are your hosts, The Trey Dog and J.J. Sexy.
2: And good evening guys, welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live. It is me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexy, welcoming you once again to another prestigious Monday Night Raw, which I don't know how prestigious it was tonight, but uh, we'll definitely cover that momentarily. But uh, joining me on the phone line, ladies and gentlemen, none other than the host of Wrestling News Live, Welcome to Trade-Off. Don't
3: Piss me
0: off! They say I'm cocky, and I say what? Well, it ain't bragging, motherfucker, if it back it up. They say I'm cocky, and I say what? Well, it ain't bragging, motherfucker, if it back it up.
4: I want my money back.
2: You can't have it back.
4: Well, I know technically I didn't pay to watch Raw tonight, but had I paid to watch Raw tonight, I would be very pissed off.
2: It's a, it's a no-money-back guarantee, my friend. You cannot have your money back.
4: Who, who's writing this crap? I mean, the Nexus idea is great. Okay, it's great. But after that, it's all... I mean, I understand you got money in the bank coming up, got to promote it, got to get people involved, got to get people's money from that. But I mean, to come out and attack Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and I understand they did a great job of trying to cover their ass by saying if anybody instigates contact, then they're suspended. You know what? I don't care. If I'm John Cena and I'm backstage, I've already got more money in my bank account than my grandchildren will spend. Suspend me. I could give a fuck less. Suspend me, but you're not going to beat up on a bunch of legends in the middle of the ring on my watch. I'm going to come down to the ring and get involved. You can suspend me later if you want to. I got enough money. I'm not going to go anywhere for a while. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be eating ramen noodles for quite some time. I'll be all right. You know, but don't insult my intelligence. Come on, guys. I mean, somebody back there had to be watching that and going, I don't give a fuck if I'm suspended or not. You know, if they'd have thrown somebody out there that said, you know, screw the general manager, suspend me, I don't care. It would have made what the, the Nexus guys did a lot more believable. But to just sit back and expect everybody backstage to worry more about, you know, their next paycheck than, you know, watching all these legends get beat up, that was a little too much for me to stomach, a little too hard to believe, you know, just shit or get off the pot, please.
2: And, you know, what made it worse is that we, we saw this coming from a mile away. As soon as they made the announcement that, in fact... They weren't allowed to touch WWE superstars or they'd be fired. And the WWE superstars weren't allowed to touch them or they'd be suspended. As soon as they brought Ricky the Dragon Steamboat out there, who didn't know the Nexus was going to come out there and beat the crap out of the old contingent? I mean, who didn't see that coming from a mile away? I, I, You know what? I, I, I'm trying to be supportive of the product, and I like the Nexus angle, But we're seeing the same thing over and over and over again each and every week. And some of the reasons they have for doing the things that they do and the reasons that the WWE brass, the anonymous general manager, the MacBook, if you will, I just don't get it. Uh, But with that said, I want to bring to the program uh, the official Raw recap right here on WNL. Josh Pedra is in the house. Josh, are you there?
5: Yes, Sam. How you guys doing tonight?
2: Well, I was doing just fine until I saw this shitty episode of Raw tonight.
5: I concur. Um, I think Trey summed it up perfectly at the top of the show here. Uh, just who the hell is writing this crap? This was, I don't know if it was the worst Raw of the year, but it's in the top five.
4: Yeah, definitely something that, you know, I sat through going, okay, it's going to pick up. It's going to pick up. You know, I thought for a second maybe they were setting it up for maybe a Triple H return after name dropping him earlier in the show. You know, I I thought maybe that might happen. Um, You know, I I thoroughly, to be honest with you, I thoroughly expected to see Vincent McMahon start the show off. You know, as soon as Raw came on the air, I expected to hear No Chance and see him strut down to the ring. Now, he could have done it beat up. He could have had a cast on his arm and a cast on his leg and walking down in crutches. McMahon's been beaten down worse before. You know, and have him come out and, and, and cut a promo on these Nexus guys. That makes it a little more believable than Michael Cole telling the story. I think the writers. no. no don't get me wrong, everybody's an armchair quarterback. Every wrestling radio show you listen to, dogs on creative oh how they can do it better i'm not saying i can i'm not saying that anybody on this show can i'm just saying i understand they've got a lot on their plate but i just felt like tonight they went and eh, who gives a shit let's just put something out there and get on with it
5: well it's interesting we see it this way because there was a news story um that broke a couple of days ago that The Raw creative team has been doing a lot of booking on the fly, typically right when the show goes on the air. So if there was any evidence as Raw being booked on the fly, it was definitely tonight.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, that that same report said there's a lot of second guessing in the booking uh, department. And so they've been going back and forth on what they've wanted to do. And I mean, traditionally for this company, that's not been the way. I mean, this company is a company that's been based for a long time about having storylines set in stone for a good period of time, you know, at least weeks or months ahead of schedule. So they kind of knew where they were going, but here lately, it's fly by the seat of your, uh, of your pants booking. Uh, It's like they took a page out of the old WCW booking committee back in the, the the late nineties.
5: Yeah, it certainly seems that way. And we even had some people from the late nineties and WCW on the program tonight. So, um, (laughs) There's even further evidence, but let's say we get the show on the road and let's start the uh, official Monday Night Raw recap so we can uh, get this over with as quickly as possible. Since Raw was painful enough to raw- to watch, so I'm sure you guys don't want to get pained by it anymore by hearing about it. But uh, Sheamus starts off the show with a segment, um, as with any Monday Night Raw, he feigns being disgusted about the Nexus's actions. This brings out John Cena, who wants to join Sheamus in beating down the Nexus. However, the MacBook speaks, and instead we get Sheamus versus Mark Henry for whatever God-known reason tonight, and instead we also get Sheamus and Cena in a cage match at Money in the Bank, so that is going to be one of your main events for the pay-per-view, which they set up and didn't really follow up on uh, as the night went on, but even still, that's your main event for Money in the Bank, Sheamus and Cena, WWE title on the line in a cage match. And, of course, we got the stipulations out on the MacBook here, too, about, um, as Trey mentioned earlier, if uh, the Nexus touches any WWE superstar, they will get fired for doing so. And likewise, if any WWE superstar touches any member of the Nexus, they will get suspended uh, for their actions. So that sets up um, something a little bit later tonight, which you guys touched on with the Ricky Steamboat situation. But up first, we have... A six-person tag, which never really got off the ground. It was the Heart Dynasty against the Uso Brothers and Tamina. Of course, the Uso Brothers decided to form their own little Nexus-style attack and attack the uh, the Heart Dynasty from behind. This left the match uh, as a no contest. Didn't even really get started. No opening bell or anything. So that continues the feud, I guess. I mean, it did its job, but nothing really entertaining to get me interested in this feud. Um. Which brings us to the next match, which was a little interesting, but again, not really. Uh, The stipulation for this was if Santino wins um, against Vladimir Kozlov, they become a tag team. Of course, Kozlov wins the match, so we don't get to see the tag team formed. And post-match, William Regal attacks Santino, and Kozlov makes the save and gets a big pop for doing so, setting up possibly a Regal and... uh, Kozlov feud which will probably culminate in an episode of superstars with the popularity of these two guys. Now, now okay, us- now
2: hold on a second. Where is all of this going? Do I really care if Santino and Kozlov are tag teaming together? The fact that these two come out each and every week and there's always something like, Oh, I want you to be my tag team partner. I I just I don't understand what the allure of putting Kozlov and Santino is and then we've got Regal just kind of, you know, around in the mix. To me, this is one of, uh, one of those storylines that just continues and continues. And it's a lot like the Nexus. It's, as Trey said so eloquently at the beginning of the program, it's time to shit or get off the pot. Uh, you know, Kozlov is a guy that can actually wrestle. You know, we've seen him do stuff against Triple H. We, we've seen him have great wrestling matches with guys like Triple H, to which the audience thought, well, hey, they're, they're out there wrestling, so it must be boring. Uh I, I just I don't understand the need to make Kozlov a very comedic type character when he should quite frankly be on the SmackDown brand as one of the big dogs in the yard.
5: I agree. Um I think this all started back uh what was it with Flavor Flav or maybe even it was earlier when William Regal did that comedy segment. I think uh since then Kozlov uh found a little niche in comedy wrestling. And, of course, you know, the WWE, if they see something like that, they're going to push it to the moon, regardless of what we have an opinion on. Uh, We know Kozlov is a great wrestler, but WWE is an entertainment company, and as soon as you do something entertaining that catches Vince's eye, he's going to run with it. And that's what Kozlov is uh, doing right now. And I agree with you, though. I would rather see Kozlov on the SmackDown brand kicking ass and taking names, but instead he's on Monday Night Raw, and he's taking it up the ass and not really taking any names.
2: Okay, Pedro, don't just stand there. Bust a move.
5: Well, I like to bust the moves, but you'll see, i got to continue with the Rod uh, Ricard because, you know, it's very important that we talk about Rob Zombie's going around eating brains and talking about the Money in the Bank ladder match. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, next segment, Rob Zombie came out, uh, talked about the Money in the Bank ladder match, the eight participants, basically him standing in a ring, reading off of the Titan Tron, um, and, of course, your eight participants are going to be Randy Orton, The Miz, R-Truth, and Chris Jericho, along with Evan Bourne, Ted DiBiase, uh, John Morrison, and Edge. This leads to an Tron promo where we get a little history lesson about Money in the Bank as relating to him. And after that, we get the little MacBook mail symbol or Chime, whatever you want to call it. And, of course, this sets up our main event for Raw tonight. It's the heels against the uh, the good guys in a mega tag team match. Uh, as, as Edge, Miz, DiBiase, and Jericho against Bourne, Morrison, Truth, and Orton. Wow. I got a
4: question for you. How in the hell are we going to have a pay-per-view with Cena and Sheamus in a cage and those eight guys in the same match? Who's left to fill out the rest of the two-hour card?
2: Well, let me see. We can't have a U.S. title, yeah, a U.S. title defense because Miz is in the match. Uh, I'm sure we could possibly put together a unified tag team title match. There's probably going to be a Divas title match. I mean, let's not forget, Trey. Last month, a couple weeks ago, it was the there were there were five matches booked for this pay per view. So at least with having two confirmed Money in the Bank matches and one title match between John Cena and Sheamus in a cage, we've at least got three confirmed. So we're not doing half bad. I guess that's true. I mean there's still three weeks. There's time to fill the card.
4: Yeah, and I yeah. think they go out and hire some people.
2: <laughs> well I mean I mean let, let,
5: let's build let, the foundation for the the pay per view and they got three weeks to fill it out.
2: I'm sure we'll probably see a world title match on the SmackDown brand. And then the guys that aren't involved in the world title match will probably be, uh, I mean, I'm sure that for SmackDown, it's going to be the big show. Probably Jack Swagger. You know, at at least those two. Probably Drew McIntyre. I mean, you never know. I I just, what I'm not really sold on, is that they changed the name of this pay-per-view and made it into a Money in the Bank concept with not one, ladies and gentlemen, but two, two Money in the Bank ladder matches.
5: Well, actually, hold on there one second. Uh, You're forgetting we have Wade Barrett running around with a guaranteed title match on pay-per-view. So after this pay-per-view, we're going to have three technical Money in the Bank winners running around.
2: Fantastic. Fantastic. I can't wait.
5: Uh, anything can and will happen in the WWE, even if we don't want it to.
2: And, and and can I say this now? I was so okay with the whole anonymous general manager last week when Michael Cole had the, the MacBook at the fucking ringside on the announce table with him and the king. I am not okay with a fucking podium. That's about five feet away from the announce table that Michael Cole has to take time out of the fucking broadcast and walk his happy ass over to the podium, put his big boy pants on and talk like he's somebody important. That is failing, ladies and gentlemen. It was fine the way you had it last week. Now, WWE, it's going downhill and it's going downhill really fucking quick.
5: Yeah, the WWE is all about its uh, peaks and valleys, and this is definitely... One of those valleys. And to segue into uh, the next match, speaking of valleys, this was a Seamus versus Mark Henry non title match. And um, kind of odd here to see Seamus get the jobber intro. But even still, despite that, he won the match against Mark Henry with a vicious boot to the head and concluded probably one of the most pointless matches booked on WWE Raw in quite some time.
2: Oh, and I'm getting confirmation in the chat room. I stand corrected. Apparently, uh, Ray and Swagger has been booked for the pay-per-view. So there you go. There's another match booked for the pay-per-view. So Swagger won't be in the Money in the Bank. He will get his title shot against uh, the world champion because he's not the world heavyweight champion, but he is, in fact, the world champion, Ray Mysterio Jr.
5: I like to call him the uh, the world semiweight champion, to be honest.
2: <laughs> nice.
5: And up next, we have, um, the segment you all were talking about the top of the show with, uh, King in the Ring, basically talking about the Ricky Steamboat DVD. This brings out Ricky Steamboat. And, of course, the King says that he has some people in the back who want to, I guess, honor Ricky Steamboat for his career. So that brings out Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, Mike Rotundo, and Michael P.S. Hayes. And, of course, we all saw what was coming with, uh, the Nexus coming out a little bit later and issuing a beat down on all the legends. And of course, this is where the stipulation comes in uh, because if he were to, or they were to lay their hands on a WWE superstar, they'd be fired. These were not basically called superstars. They were referred to as legends. So therefore that was the loophole in the stipulation leading to the ugly beat down of Ricky Steamboat. And of course, no actions will be taken, even though they hinted that next week, the anonymous GM might take some, Action against the NXT rookies or the Nexus for what they've done.
2: Well, in, in some way, shape, or form, this this uh, this anonymous GM has got to be in league with the Nexus to make this work. If he's not, then this whole thing is for naught. I mean, I I just don't see any way you can make this work unless the GM who did give them jobs after the beatdown that they have, you know, given several superstars on this brand. It just makes all the sense in the world to see that in fact whoever this gm is going to be is in league with these guys and that there's not really going to be any punishment levied on the nexus
5: yeah and they speculated last week with uh, Vince McMahon being quote unquote 50% of uh behind the nxc or nexus attacks That whoever this anonymous GM is, is obviously the other 50%. It's just a matter of them finding someone to write into that storyline in that position before they announce who it's going to be. So, who knows?
2: I'm telling you, if they want this anonymous GM thing to work, they've got to have a Stephen Hawking type voice coming out of the computer and have his own microphone, and that's your anonymous GM. I don't want Michael Cole reading this stuff. I'm sorry, it's not working. It's not a good decision. I'm okay with an anonymous GM because it leads to speculation of, well, who is it? It could be this guy. It could be this guy. could be this guy. And people want to know. And so that's fine. But to have Michael Cole get up out of his seat every five seconds to go up there and read this and that. And the worst part is, too, it's not even a Michael Cole thing. It's the fact that while the storylines are going down in the ring between the promo Cena and Sheamus tonight, I mean, obviously, the general manager must be typing like the fucking wind. Like this guy has, you know, hands of steel. I don't, I don't know how he's able. It's like the Flash is typing these emails in because I mean they're just like a flash. They're coming right in. They're coming in. They're coming in. They're coming it's be in.
4: Somebody that's got a pretty good sized blog to write every week and types pretty fast.
2: Well, and, and again, uh, that just kind of shows you that this whole thing is kind of passe. There's got to be a little bit of time between, you know, something happening and then getting an email. I mean, to me, that's that's really, really, you're really blowing the spot here. And if they're trying to be more realistic, you're kind of insulting the intelligence of everybody by not letting it take time. Nobody sends emails that quick. I'm sorry. It doesn't happen.
5: All right. Yeah. It's it's very hard to swallow. But... um. It's, I guess it's the best they can come up with on the fly, which seems to be the, the trend. But speaking of hard pills to swallow, um, we still have more of Raw. And we have a, a Divas tag team match against uh, Gail, Gail Kim and Ian Torres against Maurice and Alicia Fox. Uh, Maurice and Alicia Fox end up winning. And the Talking Heads basically tease the fact that Maurice is on the same team as a Divas champion... And there might be a future title match or a future feud, whatever. Don't really care. That brings us to our mega match, our eight-man tag team match. And I don't know about you guys, but this was a very lackluster main event. For an eight-man tag, there was not a lot of action. It was a lot of stalling on the face guys to make those hot tags. And then once the hot tag was made, they'd stall some more, make another hot tag, And then Randy Orton gets the final tag, hits an RKO out of nowhere, and ends the match. So, it was very anticlimactic. It didn't really do much in a way of drawing a lot of excitement. Um, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish. And correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't R-Truth not even get into this match at all?
2: Not really. And I think the reason for that, I believe he, uh, at a house show, there was a report that came out this week that he had actually tweaked his knee at a house show, so I think he was doing very limited amount of ring work uh, to kind of compensate for that.
5: Yeah, that, that could be. There were a lot of injuries this past uh, week and weekend involving a lot of WWE superstars at house shows. So, so a lot of people might be taking it easy on the live program so they can save them for pay per view in three weeks. That would make a lot of more sense.
2: Well, and actually, I I think, and they're correcting me in the chat room, I believe it was his groin that got pulled. I thought I heard something about a knee injury, too, but apparently he pulled his groin as well, so.
5: Ouch.
2: I don't know if you've ever done that before, but it's hard to have a wrestling match with a a (laughs) torn groin.
5: You do? Yeah. (laughs) I can imagine.
2: It's hard to move. (laughs) Let's put it that way. So wrestling is just, you know, out the fucking window at that point.
5: So, letter grades tonight, gentlemen. I'm going to give... Well, hold on uh, b- hold on a-
2: before we get to letter grades. There's one aspect of tonight that you have totally forgotten, and the chat is not happy. We Uh-oh. saw an interesting little turn of events tonight with the whole Great Khali-Runjan Singh relationship.
4: Oh, yeah. I think yeah. he called him a pussy.
2: <laughs> I think he did call him a pussy. He basically said that, you know, if, if the Nexus... Uh, something about, you know, he's tired of being a stupid giant and if the nexus guys came after him he'd run like a little bis- uh, a little pussy or something something to that effect is kind of what i got and then he walked away from kali so there's obviously some friction
4: and whatever he said whatever the word for pussy is in their language when he said it kali repeated it like i didn't say that what the hell
2: Something like pussy
4: and
5: <laughs> the kaiser says so <laughs> Yeah, I did completely forget about that. My apologies. Um, it's okay. It was forgettable. I sat here.
2: It was forgettable.
5: Yeah, I, I sat here and I show. scratched my head. I'm like, "What in the world was the whole point of this?" You know, it's like Ranjan Singh of all people turns heel, and um, I just you know thought of it as an afterthought and just continued on watching the show. So that's pretty much the effect it had on me.
2: You know, I I got a message a minute ago, and uh, I think we we've addressed this before, but. I don't necessarily think it's obvious that Michael Cole is the guy behind the Nexus, that he's the new GM. It's probable. It's possible. But if they're going to go with Michael Cole as a GM, I have to say Epic fail right now because he barely gets it done as a, as a, as a commentator on the show. So I just, maybe, maybe that's the direction they're going, but I would really like to think that in the grand scheme of things, he is not going to be the guy revealed as the Raw GM. Just saying.
5: Yeah, I can't see that happening either. If it does, I'm pretty sure the IWC would rebel more than they did with Daniel Bryan.
2: So as as far as the letter grades, you, you go ahead and give your grade because I'm still I'm on the fence on this one because uh, I I just, man, I sat here, I watched it, and I, I had my little girl who likes to watch wrestling with me. And even she was bored. Usually she'll sit down and watch the show with me, but nope, she went in the next room and played in the playroom. So uh, judging by the Lexi scale, I'm going to have to give this show a failing grade.
5: Uh, Mine's not going to be a complete failing grade, but it's pretty close. I had high hopes of the main event saving this show, but it really didn't deliver for me. So I was going with a D at first, but I'm going to slip it down to a D-minus. This was just a very bad show that really didn't accomplish much except for setting up a couple matches at the pay-per-view and just stagnating a couple of the storylines. So this rod just really dragged on and didn't hold my interest at all. So D-minus for me.
2: Trey?
4: dude, I'm going flat out F-bomb. F, 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 fucking F. -F 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 And the reason I say that is because It's insulting to my goddamn intelligence. I mean, at least, at least, if you're going to have this nexus group of young guys come into the backyard of a group of veteran wrestlers and start taking them out and taking people out and jeopardizing matches and interrupting matches, beating up on legends, you know... I hope when Triple H comes back that he puts together a posse and goes looking for these motherfuckers. At least write it in the storyline. Give me a backstage segment where Cena and about four or five guys are walking around looking for these guys to get some answers. I mean, come on. You're insulting me with this stupid Nexus shit. It's a great idea and concept, but you guys are failing at every turn to make it realistic. I'm sorry, but if you come into my high school and you've got a group of guys that are sneak attacking all my friends, there's going to be about five or six of us walking around looking for you motherfuckers. I guarantee you that. You know? And I mean, give me a general manager with some balls. Give me a, a give me a, a raw guest general manager that says, hey, I've been sitting at home watching raw, and all these people, you know, have been getting jumped from behind and blah, 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 blah by this Nexus group. We're going to find out what's going on. You know, they got their contracts. What more do they want? We don't know because nobody's got the balls to go find them.
2: I, I have to agree with that point. I mean, you know. It's kind of getting ridiculous. The the killer thing to me is that you've got all these rookies, these guys that haven't paid their dues in the business, that have only been around for the last, you know, what, six, seven, eight, nine months, you know, don't really have a long-term future vested in professional wrestling, you know, with the exception of Brian Danielson, who is not with the group anymore. And they can just come in and beat up guys that have been wrestling for years and years are multiple time world champions have taken tougher beatings from, from more big name opponents than these guys. And this is, I mean, this is kind of what we're dealing with. Like I said, I, I like where the direction of the Nexus started, but it's starting to get stale. They, they've really got to do something. And I mean, quick because we have literally seen the same ending over and over, over the last, what, three, four weeks? I mean, it's getting stale. And they've got to figure out something else to do. I know they tried to cover their ass with, oh, they can't touch the superstars or they'll get fired. So rather than beat up the superstars, you beat up Arn Anderson, you beat up Michael P.S. Hayes, you beat up Dean Malenko, and you beat up Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who are the WWE agents that are still with the company. So in that respect, you're still insulting our intelligence.
4: No, one motherfucker at the back I had the balls that come down and go, Oh well, suspend me, but I'll be damned if you're beating up one of my heroes on my watch.
2: I don't know. This is uh we, we just have to see where this is gonna go. I mean, I just, it's not real positive with uh, until they really have some definitive type answer. You know, the fact Barrett wasn't there kind of hindered this a little bit tonight. I mean, those guys just don't look cohesive unless Barrett is there to kind of direct traffic.
4: True, true. But, I mean, this shit should ride itself, boys. They've been doing this for so long. It's like scary movies. Everybody has to, you know, there has to be a scene where some hot chick runs upstairs. You know that somebody's going to get killed if they're having sex. It's just fucking movie-making 101. If you've got a group of guys going around kicking everybody's ass, why do we have any backstage segments of people looking for them trying to find out what the fuck they want?
2: No, that's that's a good point. And uh, as far as my letter grade would go, I, I'm with Trey. I would have to give it an F. Or maybe I would give it a W for what the fuck. Because, you know, I, I really, this has been a really bad Raw tonight. Like one of the worst ones I've seen in a long time. I mean, just that's
4: one of the worst ones that I've ever seen.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and the worst part to me, too, was Rob Zombie was the guest host. And he was out there for what a grand total of about a minute, so that he yeah could... I
4: set up on my I was sitting on my bed watching and I set up I was like all right dead man come on look, what what you got you know some and then he was walking up there and go you're eight contenders blah 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 are and then he read the list made a joke on edge you know made a crack on edge that really made sense to nobody in the crowd half the people don't even remember him coming out to a Rob Zombie song and then they fucking bailed with the fucking footage
2: which is funny because Song of the Night tonight is going to be Edge's former Rob Zombie theme. So there you go. but not But here's the thing, right? Like, you know, he comes out and he says, oh, yeah, last time I saw you, Rob, was uh, when I called you and told you that I was taking or I didn't want your song anymore as my entrance theme. You know, and then, of course, Rob Zombie's, oh, you know, he's got to save his face. Uh, and be like, uh,
6: you, uh, you didn't fire me. Uh, I fired you. <laughs>
2: that was awful. It was just... God-awful. I, You know, I respect Rob Zombie as a musician, as a filmmaker, but he comes out there, he announces the names of these guys and completely butchers them. I mean, just, he tried to do some over-the-top ring introduction for everybody, and it was just horrid. And, you know, him and Edge having this little altercation, and then he runs off like a little bitch, didn't help anything. I, I oh. You know, it's been a year. Tonight was the one-year anniversary, basically, of the guest host. And I got to say, it's time, ladies and gentlemen. WWE, I know you're listening. It's time to let it go. It's run its course. It's done.
5: Yeah, that segment sounded like a cheap argument with your boss. It's like, well, you can't fire me. I quit. That's exactly what it sounded like. It all
4: happened, what, three years ago?
2: Oh, let's see. When did that happen? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Edge had that theme music in 2002 or 2003, and then he got it was it was 2002, and then he had it. He had the neck injury and was out a year. He came back and had the uh, Alter Bridge theme,
4: which is
5: still one of the best themes in wrestling. Yeah, ever.
2: So, I mean, that's that's you know that's it in a nutshell, basically.
5: Yeah. So. We're talking about if it was two thousand three, then that's seven years since he had that theme.
2: Yeah, you know, and there's there's a lot of new people watching the show that have absolutely no idea of the interaction that went on between, you know, Edge and Rob Zombie, from the fact that Rob Zombie is a longtime wrestling fan to when that theme first came out and they gave it to Edge, he would actually go on the road and to certain concerts with Rob Zombie and when he did the song would come out and do things with him. So I mean That was the extent that they had to kind of co-promote things. But any new WWE fan that hasn't watched the product wouldn't know that.
5: Yeah, if you're 10 years old and sitting in the audience, you're not going to ask yourself, wow, I remember that. You're going to ask, when's mom going to go to the concession stand and buy me a soda?
2: So I don't know. I just, to me, like I said, an F. And if Lexi were here, she'd probably tell you that she didn't care. I mean, literally, my, my kid is so diehard into watching wrestling because she loves John Cena, she likes R-Truth, and those were the only things that piqued her interest tonight. As soon as she heard Cena's entrance music, she's sitting there throwing up the You Can't See Me. She's dancing around to the theme music. R-Truth comes out, it's What's Up, What's Up, and she's dancing around. And that was, that was her attention span for tonight. And I tell you, she literally will sit on this couch and watch it with me and be into the product. But tonight, didn't happen.
5: I wouldn't have, I wouldn't blame her at all. But um, one thing of interest, though, and I'll break into a little small segment I call the Inanimate Object Scorecard, powered by social engineering, because there is no patch for human stupidity. We actually had our new job uh, tonight. We had the King trying to uh, show the eight-man tag team match, and there was a little bit of dead air, and King actually forgot he was still on the air and had to cover, so... King job to live on air coverage that actually pushes us over the limit. And June is a new champion for jobbing to inanimate objects. It beat the month of April. So whether that's you know interesting to you or not, I don't know, but there's a little fun fact.
2: I got a fun fact of my own. Did you know that that uh, Seamus is the official 100th WWE champion?
5: Yes, I actually read about that. That's pretty impressive. So we can always associate the number 100 in the WWE Championship with a walking jar of mayonnaise and ketchup for hair.
2: There you go. Making records, ladies and gentlemen. Just a little fun fact for you. If Raw can can put that up on their uh, their TV show every week, did you know, then I guess maybe we should start doing a did you know fact. It's awesome.
5: That's not a bad idea. (laughs) It's just
2: not a good one either.
5: Like, uh, did you know that the official Raw Recap is sponsored by The Wrestling Den? A great column on from Headlocks the official news source of the Sunday Night Showdown radio network. I didn't think you knew that, but I guess you do now.
2: Very nice segue there, Josh Pedra. As you're plugging yourself before we take this uh, first commercial break of the evening, come back and discuss more in professional wrestling. Looking forward to two pay-per-views coming up, ladies and gentlemen, that I just don't even know about right now. I mean, we've got Money in the Bank, we've got TNA coming up as well. I don't know, man. The future does not look bright, ladies and gentlemen. It really doesn't. Trey, you got anything before we uh, we hit this first break? Josh, are you there? I'm here. Apparently, we have lost the Trey dog. So, on that note, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. You probably jobbed to Skype. I'll take a quick commercial break, come back. Hopefully, Trey will be back with us. And like I said, we'll talk a little more wrestling, find out what's going on with TNA, maybe try to take some phone calls. We'll see. But uh, on that note, we'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right here, sundaynightshowdown.com, exclusively on the SNS radio network.
0: Hey, guys, Maverick here, the official voice of rival Forge Wrestling. And you're listening to the innovator of wrestling radio that's made for the fans by the fans. Wrestling News Live, right here on the SNS Radio Network, the island of Misfit Radio.
1: <laughs> Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNA Video Vault. TNA Video Vault gives you access to over 300 hours of TNA programming, including every pay-per-view and DVD ever released, as well as other exclusive TNA programs. Get unlimited viewing access for as little as $4.17 per month. Go to to get started today.
0: I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since
1: 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews the Summer Pro
0: Wrestling's biggest stars. Providing
1: you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from
0: past and present such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling
1: News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and WrestleTalk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, -wrestling www.audiowrestling.com. And check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in
2: since nineteen. This is
0: Jeff
1: Jarrett, the king of the mountain, and I'm on planet Jarrett right now, listening to Wrestling News Live. About the game. Let's set. Game over. Look for the authentic wear label on the shirt. Here comes the face. Sold only at www.shop.com and at all WWE live events.
2: The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live.
1: Reasons
3: not to marry a porn star.
2: Did you hear the news that? Uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend, Jenna Jameson. Well, he probably tried to fuck her, and it was like throwing a hot dog
3: down a hallway, and he just said, what the fuck? Where'd you been? Slap!
2: <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back, when he said, you know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon.
3: I mean, how could you, in all honesty, be a person not in the porn industry, married to a porn star, and be okay with it? <laughs>
2: You know what, I would have a serious problem with that.
3: I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. <laughs> and then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy she comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else <laughs> then she comes home you tell the bitch that you want dinner she makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed and you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else
2: <laughs> you're having tea she's getting tea bagged <laughs> <laughs> oh i love this show
3: this has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live.
0: this Jimmy, that
4: This is Flair 16 Tom.
1: Welcome back to Wrestling News Live with your host, JJ Sexy. And the
0: trade
2: dog All right guys, we're back right here, wrestling News live. Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexy, and of course, uh, the man with the plan, the one the only, the trade dog on the line. What's going on, buddy?
4: I got to ask you, I have to, I just I have to know this, and it, and it stems from the times that I have a job with Skype and I've been, you know, not on the, I'm not on the computer watching the chat room at the same time, so I have no idea what's going on. So, and being, you know, the reason I ask is because I've, I've been at the controls and, and ran Skype for the show you know, many, many times. My question to you is, what do you see when I'm calling in over and over and over and over to get back in after a job to the Skype? Do you not see that I'm calling?
2: It wasn't even showing up on my thing that there was anything coming through. As soon as I went to say, hey, Trey, you're there, and I noticed you weren't, I noticed you called four times after the fact. So, yeah,
4: I'm, I'm just sitting there calling and calling, and it's ringing and ringing until it goes to that, that evil bitch <laughs> at the end of the line. And I'm like, he's, something has to pop up on his Skype that says somebody's calling in. Is he just not watching the computer? I mean, does he not even know I'm gone? I was just curious.
2: No, someone had sent me a message earlier, and it was still popping up. That was just the one thing. So then when I went and clicked over there, I had to mark as unread. Because if I don't do that, then it just slows the whole thing up for some reason. I don't know what the problem is. But So as soon as I noticed you weren't there, I noticed you called, and you called that last time, and I got you. So.
4: All right. All right. Just curious. Just curious. It's just, you know, one of those things I wonder about when I'm dialing profusely and I hear nothing but your body is answering.
2: Truth be told, I I just, I I, didn't fucking care. I was like, fuck it, Trey's calling in, I don't give a fuck.
4: I'll I'll take that answer (laughs) for now.
2: (laughs) Why not? Stranger (laughs) things have happened, right?
4: Right, right. I literally went from excited to having the life sucked out of me by that episode of Raw.
2: I know, it's like, I don't even know what to talk about now. I mean, it, it completely drained me.
4: I mean, I'm just like, you know, it made me seriously, it was so bad that it made me step back and go, why in the hell at 35 years old do I still watch this shit? Seriously.
2: No, I, I believe it, man. Is I'm, I'm that right there bad? with it. That is bad.
4: I mean there's a lot of things that I would like to talk about. There's a lot of things that I'm really in the dark about and it's all on the TNA side. So my suggestion is as bad as Raw was tonight, as pathetic as it was and life sucking as it was, we're done talking about it for the rest of the episode of the show.
2: Oh yeah, there's, there's there's nothing else on Raw that I even want to discuss. We just we covered the recap I I can't think of anything else to really talk about for Raw.
4: So I'm switching to my TNA year, And I read reports that morale in the locker room has been down. People that work for the company, the wrestlers, the people that hang the lights, the people that take the tickets, everybody is just down on TNA right now. Even the janitors which is really sad. Even, even the janitor. Yeah. Even
2: the janitor's down the dumps, man. It's it's bad.
4: Jared. Well, that's Joe Garrett. Um, everybody's just pissed off. Now, it's, you know, sad because I see potential in what TNA is doing right now. This, you know, deal with Abyss has potential to be something I the reason that the company is all in an uproar is that Dixie Carter makes this announcement that she's got a, you know, TNA changing an that will change the face of the entire company and then doesn't deliver the message, doesn't deliver what it is. So people in the company still don't know. You know? I mean, how would you like for me to come to where you were and say, everything is going to change. Everything as you know it will be different after this announcement, and I'll make it in a month. You know, I mean, what kind of leadership is that?
2: Well, Trey, I'm completely there with you, because when you think about how many times, and I know that you're a TNA homer, you've been there since day one. You've been supporting that product. So you're one of the most qualified people that I could say this to. But here's the deal. How many times in the history of this company have they said we have this earth-breaking announcement that's going to change the face of TNA forever? How many times in eight years have we heard that? What, once a year at least? Well,
4: I don't know how many times we've heard it in this brand of a, a deal, but I can say that the Sting announcement was one for sure. When they had finally signed Sting, Sting was going to change the face of the company forever then he came in, he was like, hey, I'm here. I'm the Stinger. I'm going to sting you. I'm here. Great. All right. Nice work, Lee, Jeff. Thanks. Bye-bye. That was about it. And everybody got all pissed off and bit out of shape when it was released, what they were paying Sting to be there. Um, Wrestlers on the roster included. Uh, Let's see. What else has been? Oh, the Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff regime was going to change the face. Uh, Moving to Monday nights was going to change the face. So, yeah. But, I'll give her credit. She's trying to get her product out there. She's trying to do the right thing. But, you don't go to the troops and say, hey, I got something to tell you, but I can't tell you. Well, you shouldn't have told me you had something to tell me. You know what I mean? I hate that shit. So... We'll just have to wait and see. what. Do we have any idea what Dixie's big announcement is going to be?
2: Not really. Uh, I'm I'm assuming it has something to do with this uh, quote-unquote new ECW-esque faction that is trying to make their way into the company. Before we go any further, uh, I've got someone that keeps calling. I'm not taking phone calls right now, so you can just stop dialing. I will say it's time to take phone calls, and then you guys can call in. Until then, don't call. Thank you. I I really don't know. I think it's this uh, this ECW or this EV two or whatever the fuck they're gonna call this thing. You know, I think they're it could be big if Heyman is on board, but I don't know that that's gonna be the case.
4: Well, I, I well it has to be. It won't work without him. I mean, how interesting is it to say, hey? We signed a bunch of former ECW wrestlers. They already had their own show twice, and it failed. But by God, third time's the charm, and we've got them here on TNA, where the old farts go.
2: Well, to take it even a step further, Trey, one of the I things... Should be a
4: promo. I, I should do a promo for them. Man, that was good. That
2: was good. You, you should do that. I was going to say, too, that you know one of the big stories coming out of last week was there is a rumor circulating that they want to do another hour of tv based around this new ecw type group and to that i have to say first put your priorities in in check and make sure that you get your tna product under wraps because you're going to debut another hour of television based on a concept that didn't work uh over the last year or two when wwe was trying to rehash it and now you're going to come on and, and do your own take on it i just i mean
4: well that's kind of i mean i hate to cut you off and burst the bubble, but that's kind of good for tna and i'll tell you why because spike tv pays out the ass for their programming so regardless of how good or bad it is it will generate money that will just go right back into the tna revenue and will eventually help them get out of the impact zone and help them get more advertising on other networks.
2: I guess, but when you've got one product that's just failing miserably, you're going to put out I another product. Say
4: it's failing miserably,
2: it's failing pretty bad. I
4: would, I, I wouldn't say impact's failing badly. I, 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 I don't know what you motherfuckers want. I mean, I've been fairly entertained with 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 impact for the last two or three weeks. I, I. I don't know what else they can do. I don't know what, That's that's my thing about wrestling in general right now. What else can they do that we haven't already seen?
2: I don't really know. I... I'm
4: not, and everybody just comes on dog and TNA. I don't understand. I mean, yeah, there's, there's things I would do differently. But I mean, overall, they've got a great pay-per-view coming up. I mean, they've got a pretty decent storyline going on with Sting. And I think in a lot of ways, if you follow the Sting storyline with what's going on and get past the fact that it's just him and Jarrett right now, in the long run, I think this is going to be a pretty big deal. Now, Because I think what T&A, I think what T&A is doing, storyline-wise is giving themselves a backup failure plan. So if Hogan and Bischoff fail and this whole thing goes south and they still want to continue and save face, then they've got the Sting storyline to help take them out of the picture.
2: Now, there was a report that I actually read. But before I go into that, I do want to clarify that I don't always dog the product. I try to be as supportive as I can with TNA. You know, if I see something I don't like, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to mention it. If I see something that I do like, I put them over and I say good things about them. But I just feel like when Hogan and Bischoff first came in, there was a little bit of promise there. You know, a mm-hmm. lot a lot of people are upset about the, you know, there are people out there that are upset that the six-sided ring is gone. I was okay with that change. I thought that going into the first of the year, the first couple of pay-per-views TNA put out, they had some momentum. They were doing better. Things were getting better. And now they've kind of slumped again. I'm glad to see that Abyss is not Hogan's lackey anymore. But it looks to me like what they're going to do with Abyss is branch him in with this ECW crowd. Which is fine because that's that's how he likes to work. I mean, he's always been a hardcore guy from day one. That's what the Abyss character's always been about. So that's fine. I just think they're putting too much emphasis on the fact and, you know, Dixie Carter, lover or hate her, but she has got to stop making these dramatic announcements on Twitter and everything else that, oh, I've got an announcement that's going to change the face of the earth. You know, because to me, I mean, that that's almost as bad as Tony Schiavone every Monday night on Nitro saying that this is the biggest night in sports entertainment. You know, but Dixie goes a little bit further with that. And every time something comes in that might not be a big deal to anybody else, it's a big deal to her. And she thinks that it's going to change the face of professional wrestling as we know it. And when she does that shit, she makes TNA look really bad. And the guys in the back have low morale because they've been put in this place many times before. And that's, that's my argument with TNA. She's not a great wrestling mind. She's not even that great a businesswoman when you come out and do shit like that. That would be like if you and I came out every week and said, we're going to change the face of wrestling radio. And then we don't deliver. Every week. And that's my right. argument with TNA.
4: Well, I understand. I mean, I, I I like Arby's, but I can sit here and find two or three things that I don't like. I mean, I'm, you know, I can find two or three things I don't like about everything I actually like. You know? But that doesn't mean as a whole I think it sucks and shouldn't be watched or consumed or whatever. You see what I'm saying?
2: No, I do. And TNA has good talent. They really do. There's a lot of guys and gals in that locker room that can go out there and put on a decent wrestling match. Most of them know how to work a match. And it doesn't have to be all about entertainment. They can actually go out there and wrestle. You know, And I like that about I the company.
4: What TNA, I think what TNA could use, really... It's just a good old-fashioned storyline facelift. And, you know, I hate to keep harping on it, but you bring in a guy like Paul Heyman, you know, he comes in, storyline-wise, he tells everybody that, you know, there's Dixie Carter's big announcement this week, you know, and she tells everybody under the TNA umbrella but they've got to be at the show and in the ring as the show goes on the air. And then she introduces him, and he comes out and says, All right, next week on TNA Impact, we're having a brand-new roster. You know, we're going to have a brand-new crew. You know, and Hayman comes in, and it's basically like a draft. If you don't get traffic, you're unemployed. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
4: And just have it done all over again. Re- you know, get rid of some people. You know.
2: I don't know. I just I think for too long TNA has been about being a company <laughs> that is very eager to pick up the guys that or the gals that WWE likes to uh get rid of. I mean they they're famous for picking up the rejects. You know, and granted, a lot of them are good talent and deserve to be picked up. But every time there's a release, it's like, well, how long before they go to TNA? And a lot of times that that holds true. And, you know, this company was about establishing itself and building their own stars. And you look at the main event scene right now, who's there?
4: Well, TNA's got its problems. But, I mean, in the grand scheme of things right now, at least I can watch two hours of their product. And not think, oh, my God, I want to quit watching wrestling altogether.
2: No, I, I agree with you there. But when you look at the guys that are there that are making for compelling TV, I like Rob Van Dam. You know, seeing him as the TNA champion is kind of cool. But, I mean, let's let's face it. Mr. Anderson is one of the reasons I like to watch TNA because I like the gimmick. Yep. Whether he's face or heel yep. right now, I'm liking where they're going because he is the perfect guy for that company. Because he's got a little bit of sizzle. He's got a little bit of steak. And, hey, he ain't injured. Because right. he's not working 300 days a year.
4: I'm not a big fan of RVD as a champion. But if that's where they want to go, it's their company. Well, um I've just never been a big RVD fan. I never have been. Um I'm not a fan of the Pope either. I think your champion and the face to your company should be... Uh, Hurt Angle or Mister Anderson or uh, AJ Styles, one
2: of the three right now. Ooh, I just got some breaking news, Trey. What's that? Well, I have to credit uh, you know Chris Kelly of From Headlocks to Headlines, the official news source of uh, the SNS Radio Network. Uh, it appears that uh, Drew McIntyre and Wade Barrett have both been pulled, and this is this is according to. PW Insider. They're reporting that Drew McIntyre and Barrett have been pulled from W W E television as their visas have uh have expired basically. So Barrett is in Britain while he awaits a new visa, and McIntyre is still believed to be in the United States. But that's why so that that's interesting that, that Barrett has had his visa pulled and McIntyre, I mean we'll we'll find out if he was on SmackDown this week, but uh that could be major for that company, especially with his Nexus angle. If Barrett can't get his passport stuff renewed for a few weeks, that's really going to put Nexus in a lot of peril.
4: Well, it shouldn't. It shouldn't put him in peril. It should be up to the riders to pull up their big boy pants and go, all right, guys, we're stuck behind the eight ball, and if we want to win this pool tournament, we've got to get some shit done. You know, time to step up and, you know, really – Start introducing some of these other characters to the world. You know, every every army when the leader's away, they have a second in charge. Who is that? Who's who's the who's the next guy in command of the nexus when Wade Barrett's not
2: there? Well, if it were, were up, up to somebody. me, if it were up to me, and I had to choose a guy from that group to kind of take over, I would have to say hands down, David Otunga would be the guy to take Barrett's place as the head of that group because he's the I only other as, as
4: Otrunga, not so much that it's you know, have Otrunga as the secondary guy, but as a guy always trying to take over the lead. You know, like in Transformers how Starscream was always trying to take over Megatron's position until Megatron was around and he was his butt buddy.
2: I was thinking you the know. same fucking thing. Right as you right before you said that, I was actually gonna bring that reference up. So that's cool that we're on the same wavelength and I guess my excuse is I've spent most of the day playing Transformers War for Cybertron, which which is pretty cool because you get a lot of the back and forth. It's supposed to be a prequel uh, to the old to the old Transformers cartoon series from from Generation One from the 80s. So basically, right. it, it, you have the whole uh, power struggle between Starscream and and Megatron in the game that they kind of allude to throughout oh, the, like yeah throughout the whole nice. Decepticon campaign you've got them bickering back and forth and Starscream always trying to assume leadership because he thinks Megatron is dead it's perfect love the game i'm going to review it tomorrow night on unplugged but uh so i was thinking the exact same thing it's funny that we both thought of that at the same time that's that's interesting
4: i mean but this is this is go time this is put up or shut up time this is you know you're, you gotta do something to make these people more relevant to the, to the viewer than just a bunch of thugs that show up and beat up old guys. You know? I mean, come on. I would go so far as to have them show up on SmackDown on Friday night and have them like, why are we here? And they'll try to tell them, because I said so. And right now, I'm in charge. And when I'm in charge, we do what I say. You know? We've been taking, we've been, you know, trying to take over the raw brand. And it's worked pretty well. So why don't we try to broaden our horizons? And take over Smackdown as well. You know, maybe have them get their asses handed to them on Smackdown.
2: No, that'll be season two. They're going to invade. You know. They're going to invade Smackdown. I, I think I think it's 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 apropos. Smackdown will be invaded by season two. There's just no way around it.
4: Well, we'll see. But, I mean, it's up to the riders now to step up and get something done.
2: True. Now
4: I am being attacked by mosquitoes the size of pterodactyls.
2: Well, you are in oklahoma, and it is it is the summertime, so i i could I could completely understand that, I'm
4: not, I'm not that Have
2: you gotten a lot of rain down there?
4: uh, it has been yeah,
2: it's funny. I, I talked it
4: to rained my, off yesterday.
2: I talked to my mother a couple days ago, and she said that it's it's been raining quite a bit down there,
4: and she said, "You don't know me, quick calling click oh. <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm just being reminded of something that uh, that I saw today. I want to thank uh, Wogglecake in the chat room. Uh, have you seen the footage? It's it's posted online a couple different places. Uh, Velvet Sky did an interview for a radio station. I guess it was Velvet Sky, and Jay Lethal was there. And you don't really see exactly what kind of happens. Uh, between Velvet and this guy. But I I guess at one point, one of the radio jocks was talking to her and said that she should get a new finisher and all this and that. And she was greatly offended because she's like, oh, you've never even taken a bump in your life and you don't know anything about professional wrestling and you're going to tell me that I need to change my finisher. And I I don't know what transpired from that point, but she gets up and just slaps the shit out of the guy and walks out of the fucking studio. And Jay Lethal's just Good. standing there laughing his ass off, and then the guy's like, "Why did she do that?" Why? He's like, "We shouldn't have pissed her off." And then Jay leaves, and then, of course that's where the clip ends. I'm like, "What did we piss him off too?" And I'm like, "You fucking morons!" So wow, dude, funny as shit. I, I think the guy's name was Rosenberg. I don't even know what, what radio show it was, but it was it was utterly hilarious. I, I recommend I would you do check things, it.
4: Things I would do things with Velvet Sky. That I couldn't tell my closest friends because they'd think I'm weird.
2: I, I believe that about you.
4: I would, I would seriously put my tongue between her toes <laughs> and many other places.
2: Wow. Wow, Trey. Look. There,
4: there is, there is just about nothing I wouldn't do to her.
2: Mm mm mm. I believe
4: it. I mean. Would I drink her bath water? I would fucking bottle it in empty Gatorade bottles and store it in my fridge.
2: There you go. If Velvet Sky listens to the show, please make sure that you put your bath water in a bottle and send it to the tray dog.
4: (laughs) Just give me a bottle of your bath water, sweetheart.
2: That could be your Christmas gift this year from Velvet Sky.
4: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Velvet, please.
2: Wow, man. So I think
4: I guess you guys I guess I missed out on a woman conversation in the chat room on Thursday or something. <laughs> Maurice or Velvet? Oh, Velvet all the way.
2: Oh yeah, me and me and Half I mean, had a interesting conversation on uh on a special Thursday edition of Unplugged last week. It was uh
4: Well don't get me nothing. wrong. I mean I think Maurice is really, really hot and you know She'd have to do some vile and disgusting shit to to make me not want to fuck her, but Velvet Sky, dude, she is just the total fucking package. I mean, is it wrong that I was extremely turned on by watching her tits move up and down as she lay on her back and breathing hard after she got beat by Velvet, or beat by Angelina Love on Thursday? Is that wrong in any way?
2: It's only wrong if you were beaten off with a power glove.
4: No power gloves involved. No beating off with a power glove. Because
2: that's what we call cyber sex in Nerdland.
4: But I remember sitting there on my couch watching TNA Thursday as she was breathing after getting beat down by Angelina. And her tits are just going up and down her chest. And I'm like, holy shit, how hot is she? I mean, just, I don't know. Gregory Helms is a dumb motherfucker. I don't know what what he did to piss her off and run her off, but good God almighty. She's just the hottest chick on the planet, probably.
2: So you know that tonight uh, they were taping TNA tonight and tomorrow. You're aware of that, correct? Right. Now, I have the spoilers if you're interested in those. No, I'm not. Okay, so then I won't read them to you.
4: Yeah, we don't we don't usually do spoilers here, so... No, this guy, a hurricane already went through, yeah. That's one, that, that's okay, though. Uh, that's all right. She is a, she's extremely hot.
2: Well, now, what do you think Never- of this... Re- what, what do you think of the report, though? And I want your opinion on this, honestly. What do you think of the report, and I know Krelly has mentioned this, that it looks like they're going to be splitting up the beautiful people.
4: Um, I'm okay with it. I mean, God, it's been how long now? I mean, shit. They've done everything they need to do. They've won tag team gold. They've won individual gold several times. You know, if I'm Velvet Sky, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Why haven't I been the TNA knockout champion? Angelina had it. Velvet didn't get it. But Lacey got it. Right. Or not Lacey, but Madison. Yeah, you know. Madison, I'm telling you, she has come a long way because when Madison got in that group, I thought, eh, but dude, she has done some things to herself to make herself look extremely hot. She's well worth that beautiful people monitor. Um, and they break up that group. Velvet is such a good snobby heel. It's just hard to, it's hard to see her as a baby face. You know what I mean? They'd turn Lacey into a baby face. I can guarantee you that.
2: Well, according to Untold Ozzy in the chat, Madison is a horse face.
4: I can see that. Really? Uh, I can see how yeah. I can see how somebody could say that. But she's got the she's probably got the best set of tits in the whole group.
2: She does. And and you know, the good thing about them breaking up the beautiful people is the fact that, you know, you're going to have, obviously, Velvet Sky and Angelina reunite. Right. And it just kind of gets Madison and Lacey kind of out of the whole picture. So if they want to continue the beautiful people with those two, I mean, obviously they have every right to do so.
4: Yeah. I mean, they're talking about the girls in the chat room. Madison Rain, and seriously, she's, she might have the best body out of all of them in the grand scheme of things. I mean, she's just so well-proportioned, and her tits are bigger than anybody in that group's. But, you know, as far as them breaking the group up, it's time. I'd like to see them put Angelina and Velvet back together. Um, it'd be inter- it'll be interesting to see how they do it because of the bad blood that they've had. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But I I can definitely say that I'm okay with splitting the group up. As long as they keep everybody, and don't fucking future endeavor any of them.
2: Well, I mean, it does does seem like they're getting rid of that knockouts division. They're phasing it out slowly but surely.
4: Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if they're phasing it out. I just think that it's never been a priority on Hogan or Bischoff's mind. And that's a sad thing.
2: Well, I was was alluding to something earlier. There was a report that had come out where TNA was talking about they feel like Hogan has been taking them for a ride, and other than Bischoff being a strong character on TV, he's not offering much to the company. Well, I mean, I'm glad that they finally kind of figured that out. I mean, Hogan, really, what does he bring to the table? What is he offering to the company? His name?
4: What does does Hogan bring? Hogan brings his name. Um man, you know, this is a hard thing to talk about. This is this is hard water to tread. And I say that I say that because I'm not there. It's hard to know between Jarrett and Dixie and Hogan and Bischoff and it's just it's hard to know really who's making what decisions about what. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, that that's a good point. But I, I kind of feel like they really bankrolled this whole Hulk Hogan is going to come in and, and bring a, a floodgate of change to the company. And because he's Hulk Hogan, that everybody and their mother is going to follow him into the company. And granted, that happened before. It happened in WCW. And, you know, for I even asked Booker what he thought about this last week. And he said that, you know, this is not WCW. WCW will never be recreated. And it just, it seems to me that in the long run, that's what TNA has tried to, re, has tried to do with this product. They have tried to recreate to the very meticulous detail of even having Bischoff and Hogan in the company. And it's, it's not working. I mean, Hogan is not a money name anymore. I mean, he was great in the 80s. He was even okay in the right. early 90s, in the mid-90s, when he was with WCW. But that ship is sailed. Yeah,
4: but I mean, he's not in the ring. He's not in the ring wrestling, so what's it bothering there? I mean, what's it bother?
2: Yeah, but look back on those first couple episodes when Hogan debuted. Everything was centered that. around Hulk Hogan, because he thinks that he is the main draw. It's, I mean... Dude has a complex. He thinks that he is fucking God in this business. Uh, he pulled that shit with yeah, Vince. He
4: might, he might be, but I mean, really, right now you're getting maybe once or maybe twice cops on a TV episode of Two Hours Long.
2: Oh, he's been phased out. He's phased it down quite a bit. But, I mean,
4: I, I don't see what it bothers. I mean, I I, I think the problem that TNA has is that they've got Hulk Hogan and they're not using him correctly.
2: Okay, well, pull out the Magic Ink Pen because this is what I want to know. As the trade Dog, with the Magic Ink Pen, exp- I-, I want you to explain to me how you would book Hulk Hogan or have him do whatever it is he does in this company that's going to help it out because I've yet to really see any major change. Like, what would you well, do differently? Well,
4: the, the first thing I would do with Hulk Hogan is I'd sit him down and I'd say Hulkster. Now, granted we're taping all these episodes in one and two day periods, but change clothes once in a while. Make it look like it's been a week since you've been here. Maybe put on the yellow t-shirt that we sell and swap it out with the black one. Because the more you wear that shit, the more people are going to want to buy it. Um, With Hulk Hogan, TV-wise, I wouldn't do much different than what they're doing now. I'd have him as the be-all, end-all, general manager of the the show, and what I say goes, and if you don't like it, there's only one person that can now vote me, and that's Dixie Carter, and she ain't here. I'd put Hogan on TV two or three times. I'd show him in his office. I'd show him during the locker room, talking to some of the talent. You know, I don't think that they're misusing Hogan on television. I just don't think with a guy like Hogan that they've advertised him correctly. And then again, that goes back to advertising on another station besides Spike fucking television.
2: Okay, hold on, hold on. Just one one little caveat there. You talk about you don't think they've mismanaged him. So you don't think him pulling off his fucking Hall of Fame ring that he got from the WWE and giving it to Abyss yeah. is misusing you know,
4: I, I him? Never, I would have never brought those Hall of Fame rings into television. I would have never wrote that. I would have never booked that. That's got my style. I would have never, never used what you did in another company as a, you know, celebratory stature, you know, like a trophy or a ring or a title or a Hall of Fame, anything. I wouldn't put that on television.
2: Well, tell me, me... That's just retarded. Tell me one time that the TNA has not done that for any WWE superstar that left the company. How many times have they not put over that they were this, 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 and this from the WWE?
4: Well, I mean, everybody does it. How many times was... Booker T, the five time, five time, five time WCW champion.
2: Uh, but the difference there was they had the invasion angle and WCW had been bought out by the WWF that's the only major difference there the problem with TNA is they will technically take every title run that you've had in the WWE and bring it up how you were a hall of famer in the WWE and they'll bring it up they always have to make time to bring up the WWE because that's their only way of trying to, cre- to make credibility on what they have with these former WWE stars and, and that to me is helps kill this company.
4: I don't mind somebody coming to the ring and the announcer saying he was a five time WCW champion or, you know, it's just like on Sports Center, when you see John Anderson on Sports Center and he goes, former Tulsa driller, that's because he's from Tulsa and that's where the Tulsa drillers play. I don't mind hearing about their other exploits. You know, I don't mind hearing when Flair comes to the ring, he's a 16 time world heavyweight champion. You know, I don't mind that.
2: No, that's fine, Trey. You know? That's fine. Because Flair didn't get all 16 runs in the WWE. What I'm saying is when they're talking about, oh, he's a five time WWE champion. No, he's a five time champion. You don't sit there and say he's five time WWE or five time, you know, WCW or any of this other bullshit when you're promoting somebody that's been a world champion in another promotion. You know, it, there used to be a time when it was taboo to bring up the other company. But TNA tries to make a living off of that. That's my point in I, a nutshell. I guess I,
4: I, I guess I don't understand what you're saying. I don't, I don't understand why. I mean, to me, I wouldn't bring up the other company at all.
2: No, but that's what they do, and I, that that's my point.
4: I mean, I wouldn't bring up the WWE, because the WWE surely ain't going to bring up TNA.
2: I mean, you know, looking in the chat room, Randy it Williams... Makes
4: look, it makes you look like I a jealous prom date that didn't get to go when you start that shit. I mean... WWE is not ever going to mention TNA. So why should TNA keep mentioning WWE?
2: Because they think it gives them a rub.
4: Depends on how it's used.
2: Well, have the Hall of Fame rings brought them any new ratings? I don't think they have.
4: No, I wouldn't think so either. But I wouldn't have thought so going in. I thought it was a dumb idea to start with.
2: It's like, hey, let's, let's put on display what this other company has done and has a credible... You know, uh, somewhat credible Hall of Fame that they do every year, and let's take these two rings and piss on the other company, and in the process of pissing on the other company, let's name drop that company so that we can get a rub off of it. And that's what TNA has done successfully for about seven or eight years now.
4: Well, brother, if that's the case, then they're not ever going to change. I don't know what to tell you.
2: I was just trying to make a point. I just
4: just know that if I had that roster in front of me, and I had my laptop in front of me. And they said, all right, Sherry, I want you to start with what has happened on last week's episode so that it flows and continues on and makes sense. You know, I want to see you book the next three weeks of TNA. And it may take me, a, you know, a little while, but I would do it. And I'd do it in a heartbeat. And I think that it would be better than what we've been getting, but that's just me.
2: Well, but the point is, at least you are willing to put something to paper and show that you can do a better job than what's being done, as opposed to other people. I mean, you're going to have a
4: bunch of WWE references, and you're going to have a bunch of Hall of Fame rings being choked down people's throats and fucking passed on from this guy to this guy because you need to, to harness the power. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) That whole whole thing with Abyss was worthless as tips on a man I mean, it was just dumb Uh, You need need this little piece of gold to make you into the monster you should be No, motherfucker, you're almost 7 foot tall, 300 pounds Rip ass or go home
2: Well, in my opinion, it kind of took the Abyss character and kind of ruined him
4: I think Abyss has been ruined since he shot his father in the back and did no jail time. Come on.
2: Well, I'll agree. That's you know? just that, that's just common sense wrestling booking that, you know, they're going to slap you in the face and make you look stupid. Because we all know that, you know, <laughs> he didn't really shoot his father in the back. Because if he did, he'd seriously go to jail. So, I mean, again, they're slapping you in the face with, you know, these bullshit storylines.
4: Abyss has been fucked up even worse ever since they took Jim Mitchell away from him.
2: Oh, I completely agree. They should have never taken Jim Mitchell out of that company.
4: Nope, they shouldn't. He should be there right now managing Abyss.
2: It would be nice to see him go back. Maybe if they do this ECW-type angle that they're working on doing, maybe the Sinister Minister will be back and be in, and be in charge of Abyss because we all know that he has a obviously a notable history in ECW, the original.
4: I just... I, I, that's what I'm curious to find out is Dixie's big announcement was what I started off this conversation about, and then welcome in the chat room James says, James Mitchell's a role player. They need stars. Okay, welcome. well Where are they going to go get them from?
2: They've Tell been, me that. They've been taking them. Jeff Hardy was the biggest fucking star in 2009 in professional wrestling. In 2010, he's a fucking mid-carder working a program in a tag team with Ken Anderson. That's where your fucking star power is, because they've booked him into being fucking second fiddle to a guy like Rob Van Dam, who's been retired for about the last three or four years and is now your TNA World Champion.
4: They've got Kurt Angle. Welcome. What are you watching? I don't understand open up the phones I want to hear what these motherfuckers
2: have to say alright well let's let's take a break we'll come back open the phone lines and close out the show
4: alright sounds good to me
2: alright guys we'll be back with more wrestling news live after the break we'll open up the phone lines and see what you guys have to say about the product I'm definitely interested to hear how this is going to go down at any rate we'll be right back with more wrestling news live right here on the SNS radio network
1: hey this is Santo Loco and you are listening to Wrestling News Live.
0: We keep it hardcore, like a 187. Keep it hardcore, LAS is a blessing. Keep it hardcore. So count your blessings. 5158, 58,
2: of the best with my flag over me. Coming to get you, Trey. Hey guys, it's JJ Sexay here, the CEO of the SNS Radio Network. Just a quick preview of what you can find each and every week right here on the SNS Radio Network. We start things off every Monday night at 11.30 p.m. Eastern with Wrestling News Live, myself and the Trey Dog. Tuesday we've got the Carnage Crew coming in at 8 p.m. Eastern at 11:30 Eastern on Tuesday nights following the Carnage Crew, I'm back with Unplug, which features talk about WWE's NXT products and of course the last hour is shocked full of video game goodness. On Friday nights, of course, MMA Now is archived right on the site, and Saturday we have the Pro Wrestling Rewind. And in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen, that is your week, but on Pay-Per-View nights Whether it's the WWE or TNA, we bring you live coverage of either show with the flagship Sunday Night Showdown. Just this and more is what you can expect right here at sundaynightshowdown.com, the SNS radio network.
1: Ted DiBiase is the million dollar Man And you're listening to WML
0: Radio Everybody's got a price Everybody's gonna pay
1: Check One, one, two I came into this world as a reject Look into these eyes Then you'll see the size of these flames Dwelling on the past, past, burning up my brain Hot, everyone that burns has to learn from the pain Hey, I think about the day my girlie ran away with my pay When fellas come to play Now she's stuck with my homies that she fucked And I'm just a sucker with a lump in my throat Like a chump, hey, like a chump, hey Like a chump, hey I did it all for the nookie Come on, the nookie, come on So you can take that cookie Stick it up your yeah Stick it up your yeah Stick it up your yeah Give me something to break It's just one of those days When you don't want to wake up Everything is fucked Everybody sucks You don't really know why You want to justify And if you're stuck up You just lucked up Next in line to get fucked up Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker It's just one of those days It's all about the he says, she says bullshit I think you better quit letting shit slip Or you'll be leaving the station With a bad. shit, huh? My suggestion is to keep your distance, because right now I'm dangerous. We've all felt like shit and been treated like shit, right, ladies and gentlemen? All those motherfuckers, they want to step up. I hope you know, I pack a chainsaw, I'll skin your ass raw, and if my day keeps going this way... I just might break your fucking face tonight Lip and Choo Choo
3: I keep them separated.
1: This is Mace, one of the original international invaders, welcoming you back to Wrestling News Live with the grandfather of wrestling radio, the Trade Dog, and JJ Sexy! Sexy. All
2: right, guys, we're back. Wrestling News Live, myself, Mr. Money, on the mic, and of course, the Trade Dog.
4: And I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not responsible. Well, I am responsible because I'm always responsible. But if I say something to a caller or piss, I piss somebody off in the chat room, tough shit. Because I quit smoking today and I'm dying for a cigarette, so just deal with it.
2: Oh, so there you have it. Trey <laughs> could possibly be in a mood tonight, so call at your own risk, ladies and gentlemen. That is your disclaimer for the night. Enter at your own risk. We are we at the SNS Radio Network are not responsible for the venomous rantings of the Tray Dog.
4: I mean, I've been in a good mood thus far, but I mean, I, I I'm dying for a cigarette, and I haven't had one since about noon today.
2: Well, damn, that's uh, that's kind of crazy. Before we go any any further, uh, I know I have someone on the line. Could you possibly turn down your computer? Because I'm hearing feedback. Uh, but with that said, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this?
7: Listen, it's Wukum, man. What's going on tonight?
2: Uh oh, this is the guy what's that up, Trey's man? probably gonna piss off. Wukum, what's going on, no, man? No,
7: no. I'm I'm making I'm, I'm making a face turn. It might it might take a while, but you gotta be patient. And that, that sort of goes I don't want to talk about NXT actually. I was gonna talk about NXT. But I wanna have an intellectual conversation about TNA because I, I look at TNA from afar because it doesn't appeal to me. And the reason why it doesn't appeal to me is because it comes down to the basics of it all. Vince McMahon would never have allowed these guys leave the premises of Stanford Kinnick if, if he felt that these guys would be beneficial for the company, period, period. We all know this. These guys are. This is this is, this is what's different about TNA and, and 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 ECW cause
4: Well, I I, I, I understand. I understand your point as far as you know. Vince would never let them go if he thought he could still make a dime off of them. But let me remind you about a little year we like to call 1996, when Hogan, a guy he let go, went to WCW, and so did a guy named Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. And they basically turned things around and kicked Vince's ass for several weeks in the ratings and did generate a lot of money for WCW and Eric Bischoff.
2: Uh, Well, now, hold on. The thing about Hogan, though, he was phased out of the company and left in 93, following the whole steroid trial, and then went to WCW in 94. So he was already gone. Right. But you're absolutely right about, uh, you know, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, Leaving for the company and and becoming one of the biggest angles in wrestling history. And really, the main motivator for WCW overtaking Monday Night Raw in the ratings for what, 86 weeks straight, was because of the one NWO angle.
4: I mean, I I don't, let me, let me, I don't mind talking to people educationally. You know, I, I will have an intellectual conversation with anybody. When it comes to TNA and why they don't like it, as long as they don't like it, as long as they're not one of those people that just don't like it to don't like it, because it's the cool thing to do. I
7: I want, listen, there's nothing more than I want to do is be able to, it goes back to, you had mentioned earlier why we still watch WWE, even though it sucks. it's been like this for three years. I was actually having this conversation with a friend tonight over dinner, because he says Entourage has really sort of fallen off recently. And I said to him, well, we watch because... We watch exactly for the reason to recognize the direction of the show and and analyze it because we are in, engulfed in the product. We we want to see the direction whether it's good or bad. We have we have mastered the idea of what's good and bad to a point where when it really sucks we let it go. And to a point, a lot of people have. Do I really clamor to watch Monday Night Raw anymore? Eh, not really. This has the next next NXT angle. Maybe want to watch Raw? Sure. It's been one month and you guys are saying you guys are putting your hands up like it's over. I mean, what more do you want as a wrestling fan to be, you know, one I don't want to talk about NXT, but it's been one month, and you guys already fed up with it? I mean, you don't know any of these characters Oh, You just know that these guys are here. And what do I mean, you mean we course. don't? Know. We what do you mean we don't?
4: Just, we, just, we just spent an entire show of their own called NXT getting to know who they were. Uh,
7: but I think that, you know, NXT is... You know, you could first of all take a look at the ratings, but secondly, the guys, when the characters come on, to, uh, it's, a, it's a different, their 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 level of character is heightened uh, for the
4: show. Uh, now well, I, you got to realize and, that you're it, talking to two guys, you're talking to two guys here, and myself and J.J., J.J. more than myself, who actually enjoyed season one of NXT. And J.J. broke it down for you every Tuesday night, so he knows everything about everyone. And I don't remember saying well, I, I wanted them to kill it. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's done. I'm just saying, okay, we've established that there's such a thing as strength in numbers and that ten guys can beat up one guy. I don't need the Nexus group every week on my TV to come out and show me that ten men are stronger than one or maybe even two or maybe even four old guys. I know that. I know that. I know that to be true. Now what I'm asking is evolve and move on to the next phase so we can get a little bit more out of this than what we got for the last four weeks.
7: Well, what I'm what I'm telling you is this: we we know that Wade Barrett is a strong person in, in the group, and based off the characters of NXP, they're not going to have this. We don't know what each individual character's strengths are right now. We don't know what Justin. We don't know where Justin Gabriel is going to fit in in terms of uh, the roster, and, and you know, is he going to elevate to the U.S. title? We don't know anything about the strengths of these guys just yet. We just know that these guys are taking over. You have to give it some time. It's been a month. You guys got patience. You guys must become like old wise men and develop a sense of patience.
2: Well, okay. As as far as the patience, I kind of see your point. But when they do the same thing, for the last two or three weeks. I mean, tonight would have been a great time to actually put them in the ring against the WWE superstars. But no, we have to hold off on another week. So instead, let's go ahead and shill out a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat video that obviously they don't really give a shit about just so they could have Ricky and a bunch of... uh, Veterans like Dean Malenko and Arn Anderson and guys from uh, you know that were big names in wrestling's past and some of the the best of of the past, quite frankly, and Arn Anderson and Ricky Steamboat and even Dean Malenko. So let's bring out these guys and have the NXT just jump them because they can't touch anybody else, but yet nobody will come to their fucking aid. I mean, it, it just it gets to the point where it, it's oh, don't sit there and tell me You're oh well.
7: You're deviating, so you have to understand, you're, I do want to talk about Hogan before, before it's all said and done, but you're deviating from the aspect of that we, have, we understand that this is exactly the same NWA, NWA that happened years ago where no one would come out. So you're, you're, you're deviating from the fact that wrestling sometimes has no logic. Wrestling doesn't have logic, and we understand this because someone would clearly be knocked unconscious if they got hit in the head with a chair in regular life, most likely. And so, you have to understand, there's going to be some lack of logic because it's wrestling. It's entertaining.
4: Oh, no, because these guys are expected to be larger than life. So, if they take uh-huh. a chair shot, they're supposed to be able to take a chair shot. And if it makes them get laid out for a one, two, three because of a chair shot, that's okay.
2: Well, now, hang on a Whereas second. Whereas
4: it would kill a normal human being. But, first, I mean, first off, I want, to, I want to tell you this. You know, you, you, you said that we need to get patience... And, you know, just let this thing play out. Would would you not be ready to move on if after five weeks in a row, every Monday night at 10 o'clock, I came to your house and hit you in the head with a baseball bat and then turned around right and left? After five weeks, wouldn't you be tired of getting hit in the head with a baseball bat?
2: Yes, Trey, you should be patient should... and take some more shots.
4: As a
7: wrestler, as a, as a I mean, you guys, again, I do want to talk about Hogan real quick, but as a wrestling fan... It's either this, it's either this evolve of what we've seen over the last month, or it's the way that we've seen it for the last six months with horns, and chava Now, pick one of the other. Which one would you rather have? Why are we always complaining does those things? I understand we have to be critical, but I mean, why are we always complaining about the smallest things? This is a great angle. This is a great angle. Let it play out. I mean, horse, Waldo, and Chavo is
4: not. It is a that. great angle. Know. It is a great angle. But I'm ready at this point in the relationship to move further. I'm tired of just playing with Teddy. I want him to laugh now.
2: Now, I want to say this really quick. I wasn't deviating from anything, but you brought up the whole NWO angle, and you were actually incorrect because the WCW guys would come to the aid of different superstars in the locker room, but were always overpowered by all 20 of the guys that they would recruit every week to the NWO. At least with that, we had deviation because we had new superstars debuting with the group every week, and there was always something different happening. With this, Eric, Bischoff
7: was, well, Eric Bischoff was basically was, was basically choke slammed, it was thrown through, uh, thrown through the, the uh, a table. I, I remember correctly, and I mean the the guy would have been arrested if if this was real life. This is wrestling. This is wrestling, you know. It's there's going to be mis- there's going to be logical logical gaps for for storyline purposes.
2: But you know? when when they're making a push, and we'll you're you're missing the point. When they're making a push, and the WWE is trying to make this push on selling real life uh, scenarios, and that's what they've been trying to do with this whole Nexus group. Uh, they've really been pushing real life over the course of the last I don't know three or four months, and they really want to develop real world angled storylines. Well, that doesn't work when you still slap people in the face and think that we're stupid. And that's exactly what they're still trying to do. So you either go one way where we know it's a soap opera thing like like Linda McMahon came out and basically did a, uh, a commercial for her Senate run and called the WWE a soap opera. Which is fine. But then you've got the WWE that's trying to push this like it's a real life situation. And you've got two People within the same company that one is pushing for, yeah, it's a soap opera, and the other ones are trying to push it into, well, it, it's it's reality based, and that is where the intelligence factor is getting slapped. You see what I'm saying? And that's what they're well, doing. I
7: think I think what's happening right now is that we, you know, there, there's a, a at least from what I've noticed recently, is there's been a slow progression into more into maybe a new era of of storytelling are we seeing a new era of storytelling changing you know are we seeing a different a different era of wrestling evolving in the WWE in terms of the storylines and how how far are we going to go now we realize that the Daniel Bryan situation was was crossing the line what's before the Daniel Bryan situation is this is this before the Daniel Bryan situation where things aren't where things are still PG and you're still going to get sponsors, but at the same time, you're not going to push people away and you're still going to have the family-orientated product in in the ring. Are, are they testing out right now? Is this a testing out phase? And perhaps it might be.
2: Oh, okay, let's, let's go ahead and touch on what do you want to talk about with Hogan real quick.
7: All right, real quick. First of all, uh, t- you talked about Hogan. There's no way that he's going to The reason why he doesn't draw is because there's no nemesis. He's 60 years old, okay? And, he, and he's coming out every once in a while. He needs to have the nemesis. That's basically what it comes down to. He's not going to draw. No one cares for him. I don't care for him. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of their time. But if he's going to come out, he's going to have to fight. When Eric Bischoff came out in the W.O., he had people fighting for him. Is Hogan going to have people fight for him or he's going to fight for himself? He's not going to draw interest. He doesn't draw my interest. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a hardcore wrestling fan, but... I'll let you guys, you know, you guys got other people waiting on the line, so uh, I appreciate the time. I'll catch you guys next week.
2: All right, welcome. Thanks for the call.
7: Bye, man.
2: All right, so the phone lines are open, guys. If You want to give us a call? Give us your thoughts on TNA, WWE, anything in general that you talk about. Definitely give us a call, and uh, we'll try to answer your questions as uh, as peacefully as possible, Trey, right?
4: <laughs> I can either confirm nor deny that I can be peaceful. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, this is a this is a true statement coming from the dog. Even you and I have gotten into some heated verbal discussions that have, well, gotten us fired from places before, quite frankly, but uh, it's well, all good, I, right?
4: So, but I mean, I just, you know, I'm tired of it. It's cool to you know, bash TNA. It's cool to come on and talk about how Hogan sucks. You know, really? I mean, come on, move on or come up with something better. If you've got a legitimate argument, I'll listen. You know, if you think you can fix something that's broken, by all means, try. You know, I just, I'd rather see people pay it forward and be positive than, you know, join the bandwagon of just talking shit to hear themselves talk shit.
2: No, I I will agree with that, but uh, I think we have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? (laughs) Uh, what the fuck was that?
4: What does it say when that person comes back?
2: I have a number that will now Give not be... Give out the be... phone number. <laughs> uh, one I'm not s- fucking
4: kidding you. Give it up.
2: All right. 646-584-9252 call that son of a bitch all night and fucking prank him all fucking night ladies and gentlemen All right,
4: gentlemen. say it again. Say it again.
2: For those of you listening in the uh on the show, if you want to call and prank this motherfucker, feel free to do so. Uh the number is area code 646 584 5-2 make sure that you call after midnight make sure that you call at four or five o'clock in the morning make sure that you ask if the refrigerator is running and ask how mo- how much his mother charges to suck a cock be sure you do these things ladies and gentlemen right here uh do in part to wrestling news live thank you so much caller we appreciate your input thank you um
4: hold on a second i, I-, I want to type this in my phone because i'm personally going to call this number um give me the number again.
2: Alright, hang on one second. Let me pull this back up. That's awesome. Uh six six four six six four six okay. five eight four nine two five two. And, and this is really cool because the archive listeners that get this too, make sure that you prank call this motherfucker yeah, call at all it. times. Seriously. At all times. So
4: somebody, somebody somebody in the chat room call right now and tell me what happens.
2: And tell them we said, "Hey, wow! It takes all I mean, fucking if kind." if you're gonna call
4: in, if you're gonna call in and be a butt tard, or a butt dark, interrupt my show, interrupt JJ's show, and play music and act like you're twelve. Nobody can act twelve better than I can. I'll call you every day. I'll call you every morning.
2: Wow! It takes it takes all fucking kind, man. I'm telling you. You try to be nice to people and fucking let them call in and, and have their opinion, and you get motherfuckers like that that want to fuck it up for everybody else. So that's fine. Yeah, we have sure. ways of dealing with that shit. Right. We'll move on. Yeah, no doubt. I think I actually have another caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Well, up, It's Mage, man. Oh, shit. It's about, to get, it's about to get hectic. We got the Mage on the phone, Trey.
8: Hey, you, know, <laughs>
2: What's on your mind tonight, yeah. Mage?
8: Uh, not much, man. You know, I've been, I'm just gonna say it, bro. I've been smoking, so, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm extra crazy tonight. (laughs) So you know, I've been hitting that orange kush all night. Yeah, man, I I just wanted to comment on this month, on this uh, Monday Night Raw episode real quick. I just gotta say it, man. This episode sucks so much ass tonight. It had me literally wanting to kill my fucking self. It was so horrible. I, I had to get high just to get through Raw. That's honestly how bad it was.
2: It was bad, man. I mean, like I said, man, my, my three year old little girl who watches the show with me couldn't stand to watch it. She went and played instead. So that's got to tell you something. And she loves to watch it religiously every week, right there with her dad watching Raw. Couldn't hang.
8: Hey, man, that just tells you. Your little girl, your little girl is smart. She knows bullshit when she sees it. Oh, she does. Yeah, I just want to comment on this Wookum guy because I'm still listening to, I'm still watching the chat. He's wanting to talk shit. He can talk that shit over the internet, but he won't dare say it to my face. I'll bring that heat on that nigga, man. Pardon the language, I'm black, so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Calm down, Booker T. It'll be alright.
4: Well, now I got, this motherfucker, I got this motherfucker over here in a private chat telling me not to call the number that we're giving out because he thought it would be funny to play music and it wasn't, and now he's sorry. It's bullshit.
2: Well, that, that, that's, that's a lesson that he's going to learn now, isn't it? Okay, I think I've... Trey, are you there? Okay, apparently I have lost both the Trey Dog and Half Mage. It's getting real interesting. It's about that time that this is going to happen on the show. Uh but with that I do believe the tray dog is back on the line. Trey are you there?
4: Yeah, I just want to know if anybody that has been calling that number and what's happened when they call.
2: That's a good question. That's a really good question, actually. Uh we lost Mage, unfortunately. I lost both you and Mage, so uh Luckily, you're back.
6: They jobbed out.
2: Well, you both did. I don't know what happened, but uh, you both did. <laughs> Nate
6: was all fired up.
2: I know. He'll call back. I think I actually have somebody else on the line, but uh, I don't know. Skype is starting to be a little unresponsive right now. So welcome to Wrestling News Live. Is there anyone else there? Okay, apparently not. It's just not me, resp- man. Just you. All right, so it's not responding. So we'll continue to take phone calls you got to love Skype, man. Just when you thought Josh yeah, would really. job out tonight, and he actually did twice before he even got on the air.
4: Now let me say this, first of all, for anybody else out there listening, J.J. or I would ever give out your phone number, ever, ever in a million years, unless you do something stupid like call in and play music because you think it would be funny because you're a fucking idiot. If you're an idiot to us, then I'm going to be an idiot back to you. And if you're under the age of 18 and you're calling from your parents' house, well, tell shit because we're going to start calling your house until your parents find out a fucking idiot
1: you are.
2: Well, I mean, you know, we're trying to do a professional. We're doing a radio show, okay? Granted, we're not getting paid to do the show. It's obviously not on the air. You know, we have the Internet, and it's a hobby apparently for us. But we're still putting together a, a professional radio show. So if you want to call in and fucking have your opinions and talk, and you want to be a productive or professional part of this show, then by all means do so. If you want to be a fucktard...
4: For like, example, put an example? welcome, whatever his name is, call out of the night. You know what? He doesn't have to agree with me. You didn't have to agree with JJ. Having your own opinion is welcome on this show. Believe it or not, we're not like everybody else. You can think differently than we do and still listen.
2: Because we, you know, we're not exactly fuck. We don't agree with each other half the fucking time. No, I know. You know, and that's fine. It happens. So who wants to
4: listen to two guys agree with each other for two hours?
2: Yeah, no shit. No shit. Uh, with that said, we actually do have a caller on the line. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this?
9: Well, finally, you pick up it's like I'm fucking calling Apple customer Service
2: brother. I am bombarded with calls I and you get a cigarette for me and Skype is unresponsive, so at least you made it.
9: <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to get jobbed out you know this you know skype has been Skype has been acting weird in normal situations too
2: so what's on your mind tonight x
9: uh I don't know, just I kinda. Raw was on, but it was just kind of on in the background. I didn't really care. You didn't miss my Black people
4: love Wrestling News Live. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. They sit sit in the chat room, all these black people calling in, and I'm just saying, black people love Wrestling News Live.
2: Leave it to Tray to get racial.
4: It's Chicken, Watermelon, Dave Chappelle, And Wrestling News Live.
9: Oh,
2: The next thing you're going to do is tell him he's got mud butt.
9: And and big booty white women.
4: And then fat white women, yes. In that order. And no, they don't drink grape soda, it's grape drink. There's a difference between grape soda and grape drink. (laughs) Ain't that right?
9: That is true. That is a verifiable fact.
4: Alright, I'll let you guys go back and talk amongst yourselves now.
2: <laughs> oh, leave it to Trey to take the direction of the show and completely turn it in a different direction. So literally I'm,
4: I'm in the chat room, man. I'm just I'm 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 one of the people. I'm in the chat room <laughs> with the people. And right now we're talking about great drink.
2: Alright, well you guys talk about your grave drink. And uh <laughs> X like,
4: what's that purple stuff?
2: <laughs> so X really, what what's on your mind for tonight, brother?
9: Uh, yeah, nothing. I heard you guys talking about TNA, and I was, uh... Hello?
2: I, I, that's you, man, I didn't say anything. Uh,
9: that I got a job, I was like, oh. No jobbing, no jobbing.
2: Don't say I that word, or you will. Never, never say job, never say job.
9: Okay, let's start, okay. Uh, so I heard you guys talking about TNA, I was like, oh man, we're gonna talk about this stuff again. And, kind of funny, before I started writing my, uh, Column for this week. I thought about doing something for TNA and the only reason I stopped doing it because there's no way I can stretch this out to to like three pages in Word because I think one of the big things TNA really needs to do is get Spike TV to give them some more time. Give them, promote them better. Would TNA what two hours a week? Yep.
4: Yeah, we we, we should that we said that a few weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, Vince has, how many nights of programming, compared to, a two hour show, every Thursday, once a week, to sell your pay-per-view, I mean, that's, you know, TNA is, in the grand scheme of things, they're a drop in a bucket, compared to what, the WWE is, and, and, Everybody's already so quick to compare and contrast and say, well, the WWE wouldn't do that. Well, you know what? They might if they only had TV one night a week, and that's all they had was two hours a week to promote their pay-per-views, which is where they make a lot of their money.
2: And uh, I guess we're answering the question because X is gone. Uh, I really felt like they dropped the ball. Really, I felt like they should have stuck around on Monday nights. I I know that they were getting killed. But if they were, if they wanted to make that venture into Monday nights, you know, going there and being there a month and saying, ah, oh, we are getting our asses handed to us, and, oh, the fans want us to go back to Thursday night, was not the right move. Honestly, you should have hung in there. You know, six months, well, if, if six months has gone by and you're getting hammered in the ratings and nothing is changing, then, okay, yeah, you gave it a shot, and it's time to go back to Thursday yeah, but nights. But after a yes month...
4: Yes and no. Yes and no, I mean... If I come over and kick you in the nuts for three weeks every third or every Monday night and say I'll be back next Monday, JJ, same time, I'm gonna kick you in the nuts. You know, you you know a nut kicking is coming. <laughs> I've already been there three weeks in a row. It's pretty real It's pretty obvious that, that fourth week's gonna happen if I tell you it's gonna happen. And the problem with TNA is not that they last Monday night. They should have never fucking gone to begin with. And I said that from day one. The grass may be greener, but worry about the grass in your own yard before you start worrying about what the fucking neighbors have growing on their side of the fence.
2: Uh, you know what, and I, I would agree with that. I thought they shouldn't have went there in the first place to begin with, but I thought it was ballsy, and I wanted to see where it went. I just felt like going a month and then saying, ah, uh, we're done, was, was a bad move. Uh, we do have another caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this?
6: All right, man. I finally got back in, dude.
2: Oh, the mage is back. Here we go.
6: Where's Ooh. my chicken? Believe uh, me, bro. I ate that piece of chicken, bro. I towed the meat off that bone, my man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just leave the dog a bone. That's all he really wants.
6: You got to bring the dog a bone, man. Well, I don't eat them bones, man. I can't do that, man. Like, I, I don't do them. I don't do the balls, man. It's all about the meat and the skin to me, bro. <laughs> so,
4: what do you want to talk about wrestling-wise besides good fried chicken?
6: Oh, man, we talked about it first. So, why not? Let's talk about some more of them bitches in the wrestling world, man. We got the trade Dog here, so we can actually have a decent conversation now. There you go. Yeah, so, Trey Dog, what do you think, man? Who do you think... Is the finest diva in WWE, as slash the finest knockout in PNA.
4: Who do I think is the finest diva and then the finest knockout? I would say the finest diva is. Wow, well, shit, that's hard, man. I I I say Maurice, but man, there's a part of me that still likes Kelly Kelly. Um, I'll go with Maurice just because her body is amazing, and then. Uh, Knockout, that's a no brainer. I'd have to go with Velvet. Although, Chelsea is climbing up my list of favorites real quick.
6: Oh my God, Chelsea's so hot, man. I would do unforgettable. I would do. I would do God that accent, under- man. G- I just. Oh. Dude, the accent is sexy, bro. Yeah, may, I have to it agree. Just turns, it just turns me on more. I trade my essence for Chelsea. I seriously would. I'm
4: trying to read the chat room. They're agreeing with us. Some are agreeing. Some are saying SoCal Val.
2: SoCal Val. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't
4: like SoCal Val. Like, I think SoCal uh, so Val looks like she got a face with a frying pan.
2: Oh fuck, Trey. Wow. I mean, not
4: that she's ugly. It's just it's kind of the attractive version of the guy in mask.
2: The attractive version of Rocky Dennis. Wow. Well, that's a soundbite to save right there, ladies and gentlemen.
6: I mean, uh, she just got a big face. I don't know what it is.
2: Now, now, Trey, I want to warn you now. You probably haven't heard, but Crelly will probably fly from England to Oklahoma to defend the honor of his future wife because apparently... Apparently now, they're engaged. You know, SoCal Val wanted to oh, marry okay. him on the Shelly Martinez radio show recently. So you're, you're encroaching on some very sensitive territory with Krelly.
4: Shelly Martinez has a radio show?
2: She does, yes. She has had Where's the fuck
4: did that, that happen?
2: Oh, it's been a while. She's had one. Anybody can have a radio you show. On,
4: you can't get naked on a radio. It doesn't do anything.
2: Well, you know, anybody can have a radio show. There's people out there that want to go build their own network now. It's, you know, anybody can do it. It's easy. So, you know. I, I might actually have no to, to, to rebook the eFed to where I have Crelly and, uh, and Trey Dog in the Hell in the Cell now. So.
6: No offense yeah, I got, dance, I, got, I got an
4: open dance card now, don't
2: I? You do, actually, yeah. Huh. Which, which is one maybe reason... I
4: my, maybe I have to turn my attention to Santel Loco, since he owes me a little favor.
2: Which, which is kind of messing me up for this week, because I had everything ready to go for a new episode of the EFED, and now I'm back to the drawing board, because I had to make some pretty big changes to the card that I had, and some setups to what I had, and so now I've got to go back to drawing board.
4: I can't believe that Shelley Martinez has her own radio show. That's pretty awesome.
6: No, well, and I'm saying, what has she done to deserve a radio show? I mean, nobody's had radio show.
4: She's hot. She's got big tatas, man. Take, take. I don't want to take. Radio. Wow,
2: hey, I, I'm looking in the. Hang on a second, guys. I I don't know what happened, but apparently, and I did not answer the phone. But Crelly is on the phone with us. I, I, like, do you have, like, the fucking Batcave number? Like, what the fuck? I, I have these guys on the phone, and all of a sudden, I look on here, and fucking Crelly is on my Skype. I touched nothing. And, and Crelly is wow. here. How the fuck does that even happen, people?
1: The Batcave. How
6: do
2: Twilight
6: Zone shit right
2: here. But, okay, defend SoCal Val's honors, Crelly.
4: Really, really, but,
1: Trey, don't, don't make me, don't, do I can get angry, I can tend that. that I, I did
4: not say, I did not say I wouldn't put my dick in her, I said, she's got a big face.
2: And, but when it's dark, you can't see that. I mean, I would, I would do things to her that, you know, like getting thrown in jail, but still. But, but, with lights turned off, doesn't matter. And also, she is such a, such a nice boat, uh, I like Jay said, on Shane radio show, and she is so awesome. She uh, is. She no. is a
4: very nice chick. I, I, I will admit that she's a very nice chick. And I'm just saying, she's got a big face. I didn't say that. Did I, I even said she was the attractive version of Rocky Dennis. I didn't say she was Rocky Dennis. I threw attractive in there.
2: <laughs> Extremely fit. And Young, considering she's in TNA, she's like 24 years old. Now, Christy Hemme,
4: Christy Hemme, uh-huh, yeah. It's a good Hemme, yeah. because I fucking need one.
6: Christy Hemme can hit the F the fine fire crotch guillotine on me any day of the week.
4: That's right. She can put that fucking fire crotch, whatever the hell she's got, drop right on my face.
2: And I, I think I, I have defended... I think I have defended my future... Wife's on him enough, so I will escape from where I came, the bat cave. No shit. Right, man. Fucking wormhole. Tell you a tell, tell foreign asshole
4: out of here. I will, peace. All
2: right, Crelly, thanks for calling in. That, that was strange, man. Like I, I swear to God, I did not answer the phone. It must have been when he called earlier and I fucking answered and he never showed up that it, like, I, I don't know. That, that's, that's the weirdest <laughs> shit I've ever fucking had happen. All of a sudden, I've it's got like, you guys. I kind of like and, Santa Claus. Yeah, it's what? like. It's like, out the There he is. There he is. <laughs> wow. Crazy stuff happening tonight. Major, are you still with us?
10: Yes, I am still with
6: you. The f- Where's your sir? All right. Well, boy, man, what else is there? Let's see. Let me think, man. Let me think real quick. Well, I pretty much said Ross fucking tonight. Uh,
4: Ross up. He ate some good chicken. If he was putting his buddy on a fight between me and Curly, he would pick me. So there you go.
2: Fair enough. You
4: know that might...
6: Well, that pretty much might be it for the night, man. Because I really can't think of anything else to talk about. Like, you wanna <laughs> talk about,
0: about
6: unless you want to talk about the next or do You want to insult this Wookum guy. Some, that's the only other thing I can think
4: of right now.
2: Now nah, Wookum's gone, man. He nah. went to bed.
4: I'm pretty much done with Nexus at this point until so they show me something besides 10 people can beat up four.
2: Wilcom, Wilcom gets mad when we deviate from the wrestling show and, and talk all this funny stuff and all the entertaining stuff that makes this show everybody's favorite wrestling-related show. And So he's he's gone to bed. He's retired for the night. So Wilcom is out of the picture.
6: Uh, he'll be back soon enough. He'll be back next I week. Acting like, like a 12-year-old. Acting like a bitch, man. That's That's... That's really not appealing to me, man. If you're going to do something, do it straight over.
4: All right, Mason. Well, that being
6: said, we're going to go on the next call, man. All right, man. Peace.
2: All right, brother. We'll talk to you later. Next time, save a Tray a piece All of right. chicken or at least a bone, man.
6: Yeah, let's try to bring right.
4: some chicken up chicken for everybody.
6: I'll make sure to do that, man. All right, Major, well, be- All right, peace. All
2: right man. Peace out. All right, man. All right, so we'll open up the phone lines. Take I think one more call, and then I think I think we're out for the night because it's. Yeah, I got shit to do. It's getting past Trey's. Uh, it's bedtime. His birthday was last week, of course, but uh, you're getting to be an old man, you're kind of catching up with me.
4: I know, man. I know
2: some crazy shit, but uh, we do have another call on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's?
4: Hey, what's up? This is Cece.
2: Hey, man, what's up?
10: Uh, nothing much. I just got a couple things. First off. The, back to what you were saying before about uh, TMA on Monday nights staying only for four weeks so I was kind of a bitch move. And it is hard to beat just because they were getting beat. But right now they're pulling, what, 1.2s and 1.3s if that on Thursdays. Yep. On Mondays they were pulling like 8.8 and .9, so, somewhere around there. That shows me two things. One – With the 8s and 9s on Monday night, that's commercially viable. I mean, like, people who look at, like, the wrestling ratings and see 3.0s and stuff like that, they don't think that, like, 0.8 is a lot. But for Spike TV, I mean, when they're probably just doing bancers reruns on Monday nights now, uh, they're begging for a 0.9 or 0.8 on Mondays. It also shows that they've got got a... uh, a relatively dedicated fan base. Cause you got the point three, people, like the point three that were there, that were there on Thursdays that weren't there on Mondays. They're gone, but it shows that you know they've got a small but dedicated viewership there for them on Monday. So they might as well have just stuck there for for a bit longer, seeing what they could have done. They're probably making more money in that time slot anyway. So you got to wonder why they uh, stopped that.
4: Well, in your your defense, and and to go along with what you and J.J. both have agreed, it's not like they weren't playing on Thursdays because they were still in their Thursday time slot. They were just also on Mondays. So to say our viewers want us back on Thursdays was a hell of a bold-faced fly because you were already there on Thursdays. You never left.
10: Yeah. I, I mean, I, like, from back in the day, was... Probably like when it first started on Spike TV. I remember I watched the first episode. Since then, I've been a huge fan. But really, uh, since Hogan Bischoff, I have not been able to follow it. And I would, I would defend them until I was blue in the face. But now it's just. It, I mean, th- what they need to do is they need to get someone. I mean, I don't know it's not going to happen. Like a Dusky Rhodes. So we go back to the basics, go to old school stuff, be simple, don't overcomplicate things. Because now they're, now they've got like a soap opera on. And it's not like, because it's like not focused on the wrestling, but because it's so damn complicated. Like they're, they're thinking too much. They're trying too hard. Why not just do this guy wants to beat this guy for the belt? Because the belt is the top prize there.
4: Well, I've got to tell you, uh, man, right now, I'm I'm more impressed with what they've got in the last three weeks than what they've done in the last six months. Yeah, honestly,
10: I, I have started out watching it a month. And even before that, I wasn't even catching it on TV. I watched it on YouTube when I was bored. So I, I just stopped. It stopped meaning enough to me to keep tuning in. But... um I'm glad Jay Lethal dropped the Macho Man thing. That was one of the last things that I saw. So he dropped yeah. the Macho Man thing. doing the Ric Flair thing. And that's entertaining stuff. I don't like this whole Four Horsemen thing. I haven't really seen it in action, but I've heard some of the sound bites from Ric Flair's thing. And it seems like it's just a cheap ripoff. It's, and it's with guys like Kazarian, who I don't care about. It's with Beer Money, who are good, but they're not... The Andersons and uh Desmond Wolf who again very talented the IWC likes him, but he's not he's not at that level. These guys are far from established.
2: Well now so <clears throat> actually actually Wolf is not in the group. It's just it's beer money, it's styles, and it's Kazarian. And you know, Kazarian's uh, been with not even in yet. Well, yeah. Kazarian's been with the company for a long time and I like what he can do in a ring. He's not very charismatic. I'm really sick to death of Ric Flair always having to have a faction. You know, obviously in, in WWE it was Evolution. You know, it was he's like
10: he's like seventy. What's he going to do with unless he's managing? Or I mean, I guess just managing one guy. Like, what do you assume with Styles that worked and that made Styles a much more believable champion? So I guess he didn't get a whole faction, but I mean, it's not like you can go in the ring. I saw that. I saw him and Hogan and like tags with Abyss and AJ, and that was just hard to watch.
2: Like you are literally going to be watching TNA. You're going to be watching TNA, whether it's pay per view, whether it's on on Spike TV on a Thursday night. One day might not be might not be six months from now. It might not be two years from now might not be five years from now, but you're going to be watching that show one of these days, and Ric Flair is either going to be standing on the outside managing somebody, and he's not moving, or he's going to fall flat on his face and have a heart attack right there and pass away right there in the ring. And I, I don't want to see that happen. He already
10: have a heart attack in the ring once when he was like in WCW. Oh, that, that was so an I angle. Get some
2: that was a gimmick. That was an what? angle. He didn't He didn't actually have a legit heart attack. He had a gimmick angle kind of thing going I, on. No,
10: I, I, I'm, I'm hearing feet, well, but uh, I thought you'd get hurt or
4: something. Is somebody listening um, on the phone with their, their player turned up real loud? What? S-
2: somebody has to be because it, it's not me. All
4: right. Well, we need to wrap this thing up, man. I got to bail.
2: All right. Something else before we let you go, my brother?
10: Uh, yeah, one thing. Did either of you or uh, any of you see that video of the Miz at E3 where some asshole with dreads was heckling him?
2: You know what? I saw that oh, today. Shit. I saw that today, and it was hilarious. And I thought, you know, granted a lot of people don't like the Miz, but Miz did a very good job of trying to you shut know this know guy was, up.
10: I? Look, like, I, I am a Miz fan, and I will admit that. But I have a new respect for him after seeing him handle that so professionally. like I would've if I were where the Miz was, I don't know what I'd do, but I'd probably jump up and beat that guy's ass. When he brought up a Chris Ben Waffin I'd probably go off on him, but you know, he handled it as well as possible.
2: No, he was I'm as come to check this out. He was he was professional as he could be. And you know, again, I, I wasn't a big Miz fan a year ago. But in the last year, I have really seen uh, a lot of growth with him. He's gotten better in the ring. His promos are off the hook. I mean, he's got that star power that you know I never thought he was going to have. So I'll give the Miz you know credit. And seeing him outside of the WWE promoting uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2011 at E3 and having this jackass heckle him because he wanted to be a cock, he he did a great job trying to subdue it. I might actually try to bring some audio for that tomorrow night on Unplugged, but uh, no, I, yeah. I got to give it to The Miz. He did a fantastic job with that. Very professional.
10: Yeah, I mean, it was Jackass, the greatest thing is he still posted online. He edited the worst stuff out. I mean, you can tell he spliced it together and he still looks like a bitch. I'd love to see that 10 minutes in between when God knows what was happening.
2: Right. No, I, I would I love mean, to see that bit.
10: It was shameful what that what that guy was doing, and I actually I looked at his uh his like YouTube pages like oh I do professional 1080 HD uh, recording, and I'm like and you put this shit online seriously? You expect people to pay you to do anything? I wouldn't pay that guy to suck my dick if he's putting this (laughs) shit online seriously, (laughs) seriously like.
2: Oh, that's that's good stuff. You know what? People are out there to make a name for themselves and. Despite the fact this guy looks like a total and utter douchebag, he thinks he's cool. So, you know, more power to him. If he wants to do that to people one of these days, somebody's just going to knock him the fuck out, and then he's going to be real cool.
10: Yeah. Oh, um, by the way, that guy, tomorrow he's going to get a shitload of calls tomorrow. Uh, Dope, you know the band Dope? Yeah. He better like the band Dope. He's going to be hearing that shit through his phone all fucking day.
2: Well, let me know about it, man. Call me tomorrow night and let me know what you did, because I'm interested in that. Unplugged? Yeah. Now, what time is that? Uh, It's 11.30 Eastern tomorrow night. It's uh like right after NXT goes off the air. About 30 minutes afterward, we kind of break They're in and basically do the show. This,
10: on Tuesdays, same site?
2: Yeah, same site. Same place, same bat channel, same time. It's all good.
10: Is it just about, like, video games or wrestling or what? Like, what's the whole premise of it?
2: Uh, Well, the first hour, really, we cover NXT. You know, we talk a little wrestling. And then the second hour, we kind of talk uh, video games.
10: All right, cool. I'll definitely tune in. I'll try to uh, get through and call you, see, uh, tell you what happened with that guy.
2: Oh, cool, because I'm dying to know, man. All right, thanks for the call tonight, brother. We appreciate it.
10: No problem. Talk to you later, man. All right, man. Peace.
2: Peace. All right, Trey. All right,
4: to get the hell out of here. I'm going to be, like, seriously, I'm being attacked by mosquitoes that are as big as my hand.
2: Trey's mosquito bites have mosquito bites.
4: No shit. I got an email from one of those deal-of-the-day websites. Yeah. Xbox 360 Elite System Limited Edition Splinter Cell Conviction Bundle. $299. It comes with Splinter Cell Conviction and two black wireless controllers. Wow. Plus the 250 gigabyte hard drive.
2: That's impressive.
4: Holy shit! Is that one of the new
6: Slims?
2: Yeah, that's that's the new model.
6: With the 250 gigabyte hard drive. That's the one. Holy shit! For 300 bucks.
2: Oh yeah, man! They've 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 cheapened the other ones down to like the arcade you can get for 150 now.
6: Yeah, I got mine for free. <laughs> free.
2: Best price ever. Best price ever. Um, So before we kind of get out of here, I just want to give everybody a a rundown. Of course, I'll be back tomorrow night for another edition of Unplugged. Before Unplugged, however, the Carnage crew will be uh, broadcasting at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Saturday, I think we're going to have a Pro Wrestling Rewind. I need to find out all the, uh, the details on that. I haven't talked to Andy Knowles over the last couple days. Most of you might have known we have parted ways with uh, Mike Siciliano. I'm not going to sit here and badmouth the guy and I'm not going to say what happened or what went down because I don't feel that's relevant and we don't really need to talk about it. But I do wish Mike the best in all his uh future endeavors. There will not there will not be a MMA show taped and archived on Friday this week, but if you tune in on Saturday during UFC 116, we will be doing a live show right here at Sunday Night Showdown during UFC 116. We're going to cover, obviously, Carwin versus Lesnar to unify the UFC heavyweight titles. And you can catch us here live, myself and the boys from MMA Now. So that's going to be our show for this week uh, for MMA Now. Again, no archive show on Friday. Tune in this Saturday uh, to live coverage of UFC 116. Uh, With that said, Trey, any final parting words before we get out of here?
4: Yeah, but things don't put something in there, and we'll see you on Monday.
2: So with that said, JSK, take us out of here, my brother.
4: Peace. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people.
8: I'm out. Use my body to keep you alive.